saying that or you no <laughs> what's up guys we are i believe we are live and uh this is pretty exciting we just got back from uh seattle's chop zone and uh and so uh everyone as you're coming in make sure to let us know who you are where you're watching from also make sure that you share because we're going to get into some insane testimonies it's been a crazy two days it's not over yet uh, we're just getting we're actually just getting warmed up but uh, uh, Charlie Champ uh, flew into town last night with uh, with five with four radicals I get my numbers all I get my numbers all messed up because we've had people joining us uh, in the zone but with four radicals and we're gonna get into some stuff Charlie thank you so much for coming into town it's awesome to have you here and bro, if you could just like introduce us to the team and we'll just like dive into this, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a blast. So if you're watching this right now, go ahead and share the broadcast. And um, we just know that these testimonies are going to bless you. But uh, Jeremiah came with us, Jeremiah Gibson from Dallas. Say hey to everybody. Jeremiah, man. say hi to everybody. <laughs> and then Aaron, Aaron came in from uh, Kansas. Yeah, hey, good to be here. And then uh, we got Alex Parkinson came in from Nashville, Tennessee. Howdy, y'all. And then on the end, we have the mystery man <laughs> that came in with, drove in with me, flew in from, from uh, North Carolina. That's right. Hey. So it's been good, man. I think that, uh, that the presence was awesome today. So uh, you came into town last night. You guys were super tired because for some of you guys, it was like, you know, 12, you know, at night when, when you landed. And we were like, look, welcome to Seattle. Let's go. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and so uh, it was about um, 930 and we met up with David Kusick, our very own David Kusick here in Seattle. It's too bad he could. We'll do this again, right, before you guys yeah, leave, and we'll get David to join us. Uh, this was kind of a last-minute thing, but uh, David has uh, spent, uh, you know, uh, man, probably a third of the chop time he's been down there just doing life with people. So he, uh, he, he brought us in. We got into the zone, into the chop zone about, um, it would have been about uh, just, just before 10 p.m., and uh, we, we came in in a 15-passenger van with, in a white 15-passenger van with tinted windows. <laughs> we all jumped out of the van and we came walking into the zone, this uh, kind of this micro-Jesus mob. And we immediately started uh, drawing attention. So let's just dive in there. Your guys' first thoughts coming into that area. You see it on TV, but it's a trip stepping into the actual atmosphere so yeah guys just dive in yeah yeah I, I would say it was just look like a war zone bro i mean it was like a total war zone people are standing out there and 
obviously when we got in, people started to engage us immediately. And um, at first it was almost like they weren't, they weren't happy about it, you know. They were kind of like checking us out. What are you doing here? But, you know, um, I, I, I felt like a real shift in the atmosphere uh, when we met the, the kind of like the leader yeah. that's yeah. running things down there. Right. And uh, Darren just jumped in and started giving the guy a word. And it totally opened his heart. Yeah, yeah that I was mean, incredible. And, and immediately, like, it just felt like it was a divine connection, a divine moment. Like, even though, okay, the nighttime guys, I'm telling you, it's like, to- it's like super, there's just like a darkness that's there. But the Lord had us go down there last night, I really believe, by uh, his divine design. He wanted us to go down so that we could make connection with some of the, the main leaders. Yeah. So what, what happened today, you know, was able to flow without us getting thrown out, without anything like going down that yeah. would have been like really bad. Yeah. But, uh, you know, bro, when you came and you started talking to that one guy, and Actually, you, you, you literally like, he, you know, he's telling us everything, you know, he's like laying out the whole speech about, you know, the, 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 the stuff and, and you just shift it. You're like, yeah, bro, I see a fire in your heart. And you just start prophesying over this guy. And all of a sudden, like, he's like, looks at his buddy. He's like, dude, how does he know this stuff? Like, I was just telling you that. And you could just tell it was like a total shift in the, in the atmosphere right, right from the start. Well, yeah, I was thinking about when we first came in um, and the girl came up to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this girl came walking up to us and, and she is a part of the team there and she's like, are you guys the cops? And we're like, no, no, we're, we're not. Because apparently we look like cops. And so we kept, we kept getting grilled all night. Like, are you guys cops? And we're like, no, we are not. Like, we should have t-shirts made. We are not cops, right? And so uh, we're like, no. And she's like, okay, that's good because cops, cops can't be in here. Look, we're up to something. This really, really matters. What we're doing really matters. And things are dangerous. And so you guys need to be looking out. And if you guys see anything suspicious, please report it because we've got women that are disappearing every night. We've got women that are being raped, like, every day. And, and we talked with one guy, um, Gary. He's an older guy. And, and he's not even there supporting. <laughs> we're not using people's names but he, he's not even not su- he's not even supporting the, the cause his name is not gary, it's not gary. <laughs> um, he's not even is, there supporting the cause his name is garth actually his name is garth yeah um garth he's up there like rescuing people and so he's already rescued three women yeah. uh from being raped and so that was that that was the very like we can't we come into this scene this girl starts drilling our team as to who we are why we're there, and then, and then is begging us to report suspicious activity because each night people are being mugged and raped, and we're like, all right, good, good times, here we go. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, and then we, yeah, and then the very like, first guy that we actually got to minister to, he's, I call him like the, the mayor of, of CHOP because all day today, he was the guy that was running operations. He was the guy that was on the blowhorn. And, and that was a very, like, uh, uh, we just walked up, you know, got a prophetic word. And then he's like, how do you, how do you, know, how do you know that? Like, like, how, like, this is crazy, right? And then he actually said, pray for me. Like, he just like straight up said, like, pray yeah. for me. And it turns out, um, and I guess we could get into it. Like, last night, there was a, a shooting at 3 a.m. And two people were shot, and a 14-year-old boy uh, died last night. 
And the guy that we got to minister to, the guy that we got this prophetic word for, the guy that's like, pray for me, it was that guy that, that picked up this, this 14-year-old boy that had been shot, put him in his vehicle, and, like, and drove him uh, to the hospital. And, and this boy died in the back of, of this guy's car. The, the very first guy that we ministered to, it was like, um, and, and it just set things up. It set things up for the rest of the week for us. Like we are there, we are there with the blessing of the leadership of Chop. It's like we're walking around there, like these guys are Jesus people. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, actually, you know, like you said, everyone was thinking that we were officers, and um, I think everyone was just questioning us. And at one point, uh, a few people came up to us and had a uh, face list of individuals that they were looking for and paying attention to, people that weren't allowed access into the zone because, um, you know, they could be affiliated with people who are harmful. And uh, I fit the description of one of the guys on, <laughs> on the page, apparently. So they kept, they, they came up to me and was like, are you such and such? And I'm like, no, I'm Alex. And, and uh, but anyway, it was looking a little intense. But that guy that we, we spoke to, that we got favor with, he came up and actually saved us from that situation. He was like, no, these are, these are Jesus people. These guys are here to bless bless this place and so he, he actually saved us from a lot of like from a potential sketchy moment you know because yeah. uh, everyone was co- like checking us out you know I think like we definitely had a lot of attention especially last night when there wasn't as many people um, it wasn't as full-on as it is in the daytime and so you know everyone was looking at us and we didn't know our way around there so we were looking looking around as well but um, it's just really cool. We've made some really key connections there. And it's almost shocking when you go in there, like, and yeah. look at what's all, like, happening and everything, and you're taking this all in. You're literally looking all around, and you're seeing, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I, I just saw broken people. Yes. I mean, literally yeah. broken people yeah. that are lost, that need Jesus, man. And it, there was so many needs. It's like, where do you even turn to, like, even start? You got people that are, um, you know, they've already made up in their mind, like, the, the, the you know, the beliefs and, and, and even, you know, what they believe about religion and, and like, what do you, what do you mean, Jesus? It's like, but, but suddenly, like, you would just see the Holy Spirit, like, completely break in on these yeah. people. And, and it's like... I, it felt like waves today, mm. to be honest with you. I mean, it, there would be like waves where the presence would come in and it would like start to touch different people. You know, like, Yeah, just right. going, going back to last night. So then, Charlie, one of the first people that you prayed for was a guy named Charlie. Yeah, so that was crazy, right? So I'm standing there. I'm like, what do we even? <laughs> well, I'm like, Lord, what? Well, you're he looking didn't at believe, this. He didn't believe you, and you're like, my no, no, he didn't believe that my name was actually Charlie. I, I'm looking at all this just stuff. We're looking at people like walking around with guns like wide out, like, yeah. and you're going like, what? Where do we even start, Lord? And like, I see this guy right across the way, and I and I'm like, you know what? Like what do we do? Like, I'm just, just go for it. You know what I mean? So I walk over to the guy. I was like, what's your name? And he goes, Charlie. And I was like, oh, dude, this is a divine setup right now. And I tell the guy, I'm like, my name is Charlie. And he's adamant that he's like, there's no way your name is Charlie. And I was like, dude, ask my, my friends here. And I was like, what's my name? And they're all like, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. So that guy totally got touched, man. And the whole thing was, is that you would watch you know, the way that, like, the Lord is 
strategically told us to go in is not with big blowhorns guys and like right. just like right. like preaching con- like just you know you're going to hell you're you're going to you know you're going to face judgment someday but actually showing the love of Jesus yeah and re- asking the holy spirit one on one how we can minister to these people yeah. and like I, every time the Holy Spirit's breaking in and giving like accurate words and knowledge about people's lives, like we were there ministering to that guy and it was just like everything that we would say yep. to him, he was just like, yeah, exactly. Like, right, right. yeah, that happened when I was a kid. Yep. This and my mom, yes, I, you know. Right. It, what do you think about that, Alex? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is like, Everyone was real tense, and you could tell everyone was on edge uh, because even in the news, like, there's just, uh, you know, talk of them shutting things down any minute now, you know? So everyone's on edge, and uh, we really could sense that, and we had to use wisdom on how to approach people. And so we were, um, you know, just going in this thing, like, really uh, praying for wisdom on what to do. And so we would just approach people, you know, one by one gently and sit down and start talking with them, and then it would seem like, uh, maybe, you know, God would reveal the secrets of their hearts, you know, we would get words of knowledge for them, or, you know, we would just simply offer prayer, and not, like, what I kept telling people is like, hey, we're here serving the community on a spiritual level, and I was, you know, we even talked with one guy today, uh, it was the first person we got to talk to, uh, it was me, Pastor Darren, and uh, Michael, and uh, we started talking with this guy, and at first he, you know, was kind of, um, resisting, you know, walking around, didn't really want to engage with us. And um, I just stopped him and told him what we were doing. And I said, we just want to, you know, give people a hope injection, you know, just praying for them, just loving them. Is there any way I can pray for you? And uh, he, you know, said, yeah, just pray for what we're doing, pray for this area and stuff. So I said, all right, let's pray right now. So um, we prayed and I just invited the Holy Spirit to come on the field because we were there in the baseball field. I said, Holy Spirit, just come you know, here on this, uh, on this land. And uh, we started praying, and I started praying over the guy, and he starts uh, getting hit with the Holy Spirit. Like, I, we thought he was going to fall over, actually. Like, I had my hand on his back, and I thought he was going to he topple started, backwards. Yeah, he started shaking. Like, he started shaking, and then he started stepping back. Yeah. And then, and then it turned into uh, possibly deliverance. You know, it looked like he was maybe... Uh, you know, getting free from something, and he said, uh, I could feel this, like, this heat all on my neck, and I, I started to pray for him. He said I had, he had back, back problems and, um, you know, other pain issues, and so we were praying, and he gets totally healed. He's, like, checking his back out and stuff, and it was just crazy, you know, how it all escalated right there. Like, we, we could definitely feel the presence of God, but it just came from simply, you know, talking with him, offering you know, prayer, offering hope, and that guy, once again, this is a, I I believe, you know, um, uh, a favor thing that came out of it, is that guy later on said, these guys are healers, and he said he wanted to take us to other people to pray for, and so we started getting a reputation a little bit there, and and they would bring us to other people to lay hands on and stuff, so. So this guy refers to Alex Parkinson as the man of God, like, so he's (laughs) talking to me, he's like, the man of God. You know, and this guy's like a, a local rapper, and yeah, you know, yeah, and he also hosts one of the DJing uh, parts of the of the of the area and everything. So this guy's a pretty credible guy up in up in the chop zone. He's like the man of God just came out, 
and, and, and prayed for me and totally healed me. Now I'm going to take you guys around so that you guys can heal people. And so he did. He started yeah. giving us a tour <laughs> and <laughs> taking us up to people. But really quick, I just want to go back to Charlie praying for Charlie. All right. Uh, so Charlie's praying for Charlie. And Charlie Champ is doing some thorough ministry. Like, bro, you were praying for this guy for a long time. And, like, it was, it was good. So, meanwhile, the rest of us are kind of just, you know, so it's Charlie and Alex. And they're, and they're like, right. The meanwhile, the rest of us, we're talking with Garth. <laughs> and Garth is like, yeah, you guys are probably going to want to get out of here pretty soon. And we're like, why? He's like, well, because rumor has it, the police are coming in tonight, and so everybody's really on edge. Well, you, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Aaron, what did, like, what did you see? Like, like, you know, during all this, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how dark it is. It was so easy to shine during this. I mean, people were drawn to us. People were following us around. Yeah. I mean, we had a crowd everywhere we went. We had people that were watching everything that we were doing. It was different, and they were drawn to it. You know, it's just like when Jesus, he was, he, when he was lifted up from the earth, he says, all men will be drawn to him, and that's what I saw. Yeah. You know, it was just a lost and hurting world and being drawn into them. is amazing. Absolutely incredible testimonies. And, and uh, yeah, it was. And not Charlie as well. Garth and not Charlie, since we're not using, <laughs> since we're not using names. But it was, it was incredible. The things that we saw during that time, people going by on, on uh, hoverboards. They were like electronic scooters going by with, with, with pistols. And uh, the shotguns were coming out. During all this time when we were just out on the streets ministering, and because we found favor, just what you guys are talking about. We, yeah. found, we found absolute favor with them. And we could minister within the midst of whatever was going on. So Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Charlie's praying for not Charlie. And, uh, <laughs> and we're saying, and all of a sudden, People are running all over the place with, with weapons, with guns. Um, and then also Garth was like, also, maybe look out for that guy. I'm like, the guy with the shovel? Yeah, every now and then he flips out and attacks people with his shovel. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this, all right. So it started getting really kind of, really kind of intense. But another yeah. cool moment was, uh, was there was this guy that was just right in the middle of this area, uh, right in the middle of Chop, and you're just sitting there playing his guitar. And, uh, and Aaron walked over, and why don't you talk about that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got a word for his back. I felt like he had uh, pain in his back, and so we asked him, he says, yeah. He says, yeah, I do. I've had it for uh, a long time, and so we were able to pray for him, and he tested out, and he kept stretching, even for like 15 minutes after we left, and he says, um, and we got to speak into his life and, and, just, and just encourage him. He says, man, I th think my back feels better because of, of, of your love, the love that you showed me. Wow. And so, uh, you know, it was just God's love being poured out. And he's like, he didn't know anything about God healing or anything else. But he's like, man, because of your love, I feel like uh, my awesome. back's better. So, so awesome. Um, yeah. And then, Jeremiah, you prayed, you and Dave, um, David prayed for a guy on a couch. What, what was that? You were, you were ministering to a guy like... Yeah, when we, uh, when we got there, as everyone else was ministering in another place, we went and sat down on a, a couch, and this, uh, this young man was like, hey, we'll talk. We started talking, and uh, it really, God just opened the door. Uh, he was really open and said, you know, if y'all are here, if you're, if you're sharing the love, if you're talking about Jesus, as long as you're not blasting people with bullhorns saying you're all going to hell, you're welcome here and uh, I'll be with you, I'll protect you, we'll, you know, we're, we're for you as long as you're not coming in an aggressive manner against us. 
And as we were talking with him, this other guy came over just kind of out of nowhere and just stood there. And it was just really the, the spirit of the Lord drawing him. Uh, and we got to pray for him as well. And we didn't even have to go, you know, we didn't have to go look for him at all. We got to pray for him. And um, he got a touch. And we even saw him uh, today. He's like, no, I'm good. I got prayed for yesterday because he was still, you know, experiencing uh, the presence of the Lord from, uh, from last night. When we were starting to get ready to leave last night, we heard all this commotion, and it was like there was some sort of fight breaking out, and it was pretty close to our, our vehicle. And so we went walking around the corner, and this guy was tripping out on, um, on drugs, and he was uh, uh, desecrating, he was um, thrashing, ruining this memorial to George Floyd. And so a bunch of people just, you know, like it, it wasn't going down well. Yeah, they basically were jumping this guy right in front of us. Absolutely. Just like, yeah, it wasn't a good situation. Yeah, and so you were like, this guy kind of took off. This guy that was on drugs took off. And Charlie was like, let's go minister to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we found him around the corner from, the, um, from where he had gotten beat up. He was like laying on the ground and stuff. That was pretty hectic. And then that, that's when the, the skateboarder guy came up to us. And, yeah, and, so and gave us a warm welcome to what the chop is really all about. Yeah, so Charlie's ministering to this guy who's just tripping out hard on drugs, and Charlie, Charlie, a bunch of guys, a bunch, a bunch of the team, which is ministering, and um, and I wasn't ministering. <laughs> you know, I was I was on the lookout, right? And so I was just kind of standing there, just like, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh, because the longer we were there, the after I got done praying with Charlie, I was like, I was like in the zone. Like I thought, I was like, this is a portal has opened, and and and, and you're like, you're like, bro, I think we need to get out. I'm like, I think I just opened up right now. I guys, feel the glory. Charlie comes up to me. He's like, guys, I really feel like things are opening up, and and we're watching people roller skating with handguns. <laughs> No, Charlie, things are not opening up. Things are closed. Things closed down 30 minutes ago. Charlie was so oblivious. He was just like, guys, I, I really feel the glory right now. We're like, <laughs> I'm like, you, you Uber it. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so anyways, Charlie's ministering this, and the team are ministering, and I'm just kind of hanging back, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, are you guys cops? And I was like, for the 800th time, <laughs> like, no, we are not cops. And he's like, well, you look like cops with your stupid cop shoes and your stupid cop. And like, you just started, and whatever, my shoes are pretty cool as <laughs> I was wearing Pumas. So we yeah, were but like, he was like a full-on Satanist as well. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't, he had, he had uh, pentagrams hanging, you know, hanging. He had all kinds of, but anyways. Um, so he definitely knew what we were doing, like praying for people yeah. going in. I mean, yeah. the word had already started to spread that we were in there, like ministering to people. And you guys all came around, and then he just started like ripping on us. Yeah. And, um, and then he basically said, um, you are no longer in Seattle. You are no longer in Capitol Hill. You are no longer in the United States of America. You are in CHOP. And so if we decide that you look like cops, and here we kill cops, and so if you look like a cop, we could kill you, and there's nothing that you guys are going to be able to do about it. If you scream, no one's going to care. No one's going to save you. He was full on just yeah. like, he was like, like, and so you need to leave 
Um, and don't ever come and back. And don't ever come back. And we came back today. Yeah, we were like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> and so, um, anyways, so we're like, all right, yeah, good times. All right, sweet. So, we, so, we, so we go, we're going to the van, um, and the guy that was tripping on, on drugs uh, kind of follows us around the corner. So David and Charlie begin really just doing additional ministry right there, right there by the van. And, and you could just tell this guy was totally hurt, you know, by religion and um, just broken, man. This dude was so, so broken, you know, he'd just gotten beat up and he, and, and he was just in a, a bad place. You know, we started talking to him about the Lord and then, you know, he gets down on his hands and knees, guys. Okay, this is where it gets like crazy because he gets down on his hands and knees we're by a white van that looks like a surveillance van everybody already thinks that we're 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 cops and he's got his hands lifted up like his knees on his knees and and yeah it was it was wild and you're like i command you were like you know you were, <laughs> yeah, like we were going, so here's charlie standing over this guy on his knees and charlie's just like you know and so i'm like come on guys like if you know all non-essential ministers <laughs> into, in the van. into the non-cop van <laughs> everyone who is not ministering into the non-cop van and that didn't look any better because now we had a, a white 15 passenger van with tinted windows but parked in chalk really we're right there you parked us as close full as we of, could get. full of guys that look like cops on the night they think it's about to get busted up it yeah. was it did not feel good <laughs> yeah yeah and then and then of course like we kept ministering to the guy and he calmed down yeah and that and and you know he was like it was like he came back into his right mind and then we were like well let's let's you know head out for the night but what like big d what did you think at the about everything well you know i i think uh there's a lot of hurt people out there and they don't want somebody to come in and preach at them or yell at them or talk at them. They want to have somebody to come in and, and listen to them and engage with them. Yep. And that's where I saw the breakthrough with people was, uh, you know, you start talking to them and, and uh, they'll let you know what's bothering them if you just listen. Right. And then you can uh, sit there and listen to them and then the Lord will just open a door for you uh, through a word of knowledge or, or something along that, those lines. And then they're completely receptive to whatever you have to say. Um, yeah. And we're and, not preaching, guys. We're not. We're not no. talking politics. No. We're 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 not talking uh, any of that stuff. And even when it comes up, Darren, we, I mean, we just shut the stuff down. We're yeah. like, yeah, we're not here to talk to you about politics. We're not here to talk to you about any of that stuff. We're here to talk to you about your eternal soul and where you are going to spend eternity. Yeah. You know, and Jesus loves you. You may not even believe in Him, but. After we pray, something is going to change in your life. I mean, that, that was the purpose. We're not down here talking any of the other stuff, you know, because, I mean, it's almost like there is a spirit that's at work. I mean, because when we would start oh, absolutely. praying for people, absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, listen, guys, we would start yeah. praying for people and literally fights would just start breaking out. Yeah. People would just be going, there was one guy going crazy with a machete today like just going ballistic right as we're praying but it was like the presence of God would just come down yeah right where we're at and it was like we were in a bubble almost you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. what yeah. I mean it was like and and people are sitting there they're listening 
they want prayer. They're mm-hmm. also telling us about things like they're being attacked at night. Yeah. Some of these yeah. people haven't slept in days. They're under so much uh, anxiety, fear, and, and you're just watching like the yokes break off of their life when you're praying for them. Yeah. Now, a bunch of these guys have actually been on trips with Charlie to some pretty interesting, some pretty sketchy places. Like how, like how many of you guys have been to like, you know, you guys were talking today about yeah. like, how many guys have been on trips with Charlie to like yeah. third world, yeah. third world environments? I mean, we were just in Pakistan. Yeah. The guys, guys were these, in Pakistan. These two guys where were you guys end. had armed bodyguards. Pakistan. His, his wife went with us to Pakistan. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, it's, it, I felt like we came back to the, to the place that we're staying at last night. We were, we were talking yeah. like it was more crazy yeah. down there yeah. in, 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 in the autonomous zone than when we were walking through the streets in, in, in Pakistan. Absolutely. Uh-huh. It felt more chaotic. Oh, like at any moment, something could just pop off. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and thank God for angels. Thank yeah. God for the Holy Spirit and his protection. But you just felt like there is, the only way I could describe it is like a lunatic spirit that just, just an anarchist spirit that at any moment, something could easily just turn bad. Yeah, even, even driving home, um, the police were, were blocking off all kinds. Of, we were driving back at midnight, and, uh, and the police were blocking off roads. Traffic was getting, I mean, so we just went from this crazy, crazy environment, and all of a sudden, stuff's shutting down, and we're thinking, you know, it's going down. But you could feel it in the air. You could just feel the insanity in the air, and it wasn't a surprise to wake up to the news um, that there had been. Uh, now, this is actually crazy. So right where we prayed for, like the, almost the exact spot where we ministered to the very first guy who was one of the main leaders right now in CHOP. That very same area is the area where, 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 where a vehicle came pulling in and started shooting and, uh, and shot, a four, shot two people, but shot a 14-year-old boy. We were literally standing on the, on the, on the, on the ground where he was shot on the dust on the chalk that they put over his, his blood. We were literally standing right there. And about 10 feet away from where that boy was shot is a missionary. So there's a, there's a, a lady down there that, 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 that God has called down there. And, um, and, uh, and they call her mama. And she was 10 feet away, uh, this believer, this believer in Jesus. And she's laying in her tent as bullets are going right by her tent. And the Lord said, you stay where you're at. You lay down, my angels are protecting you. Um, and uh, so it's pretty amazing. We met other believers there last night where God has called them. And, but you could feel it escalating, like in the spirit, you could feel it escalating. We knew that we had to get out of there and literally three hours later um, is when the, ver- well, the fourth um, shooting took place in CHOP last night. Yeah, I mean, can you, I mean it's just, and, and the very guy that we talked to when we first went in there Later on that night, he has the boy in the back of his car and, and, and the kid. And he described it to us today. Like literally the kid, like everything that happened, it was, it's intense. The boy's father showed up in CHOP and he was just, he was, you know, it's the kind of like grieving where it's just, um, just all out rage. And he showed up and he was in CHOP and he was just screaming at the organizers. He was just screaming. And then the press was there, so they all had their cameras going. And, um, and, and so then the organizers are yelling at the press, how dare you film this father and his... So there's all this screaming, all this rage. 
And, um, and so I got the opportunity to actually go up and, and meet the boy's father. He gave me his phone number. We talked on the phone later on. Just told him, I'm so sorry. We're pre- Look at all these divine appointments. Yeah, totally divine appointment. Just divine appointment right? and, and, after divine appointment. And when we showed up, we showed up. I mean, we had prayed before. You know, the presence of God came into the house, and, and, and we were just getting just hit by the presence of God. And then we walk down there right into that very scene. I mean, at the moment that the dad's down there just going crazy, the, the, the cameras are down there, and it's just like they're just down there filming. They just want, they just want another uh, piece of news. You know, here, here they're, they're just sitting there, and the, they're just going at it. And then you walk up to him, and you start talking to him, get his phone number. I mean, it's just like divine appointment after divine appointment, like in being able to minister to these people. I mean, could you imagine you guys, 14 year old kid gets shot and killed, dies in the back of the the car last night. His father is down there. You know, I mean, I couldn't as as a father even imagine what that is like. And then having a pastor walk up to you and, and be like, you know, I mean, these are divine moments. I, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's like, it's like we're here on purpose. Like God is literally in the midst of this chaos and, and he's, his protection is over us, but we're, we're, we're breaking through and being able to minister to these people. And, and if we hadn't been down there, like what pastor would he have been able to connect Darren if you weren't down there with us, bro? And like, you know, I'm a pastor in the, in the city and, and, and then being able to like actually talk to him. Yeah, yeah, it's just the timing of this. A lot of people think that CHOP is over. Um, I mean, because that's the appearance. That's like that, there, that it's shut down um, and, uh, and everything's gone back to the coronavirus, right? So CHOP disappeared from the news for, for a couple of days and it's like, it's over, right? Um, and then all of a sudden, the, all over all the news stations today, the fourth shooting and chop people like I thought that was done with I thought that was over and I, I and I think that this is actually a very significant week in that the main kind of leaders and and organizers and voices have have left and now you have a group of of anarchists that are holding and and homeless people that are being exploited we saw drugs being given out today just like free drugs being given uh given to people um and there are the people that are trying to paint it out as this peaceful kind of (laughs) there are people that are saying look no one's getting abducted nobody's getting raped even even we were told nobody's actually getting shot like that's all media hype that's all propaganda but we stood on the chalk where that where, where that where that boy's blood was it's not and it is not a place of peace. There's nothing peaceful. <laughs> and, um, and so there's kind of like this narrative that's like, that's being created. And then there's just the, the, the insanity, the spirit of insanity. I think we'd all agree. It feels like an insane asylum at points last night where it was like, and so what a great place to go and release the kingdom because yeah, right. in the midst of all that darkness, the grace of God was so, like it, it was so easy to prophesy accurately. You know, and just people are so open. I don't think we ran into one atheist. Like people are like, I believe, ah, you know, like. Right, like right. And not one person. I mean, we might have had some people that were like, no, I, I, you know, I don't want prayer. But the majority of everyone that we talked to yeah. wanted us to pray for them. Yeah. Right. And in the moment that we started praying, 
You know, it's like the, the uh, me and David were praying for this one guy, he, you know, um, right at the food, the place where they're, they're mm-hmm. giving the food. We start chatting with him and he, he was so um, just broken. I mean, the last night is somebody like slashed his tent with a, with a, with a, with a pick knife and they were telling him that he was gonna, they were going to kill him and all this stuff. And we start praying for him, and the words and knowledge just start flowing, you know. And, and, and our, we were praying for him, and God gave us a word of knowledge and, and, you know, about his chest and, and his heart. And he was like, yeah, I had had a heart attack just a few years ago. And, like, it was just wor- like word after word from the Lord. And he's like, how do you know this? And, and it's like, you know, the Lord loves you. Wow. And, you know, and it wow. wasn't, and that right there was like, the Lord was just so ministering to these people yeah. on a level that they knew that he was alive. Wow. Undeniable, wow. you know? Yeah. Wow. I love the story of the guy that, that you were ministering to that set up the tent. Uh, um, and, uh, and the whole thing with his father, just that whole, that word of knowledge that you, that you got. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy from Alabama. Yeah. Where he he said that was incredible. So there was a guy from Alabama. That was when the when the when the when the guy was running around with the big machete and was going around just going ballistic. Like we didn't know what was going to happen with this dude. I was going to say with this as well. With the guy with the machete and the area, we wanted to avoid that area just because it just wasn't a very attractive to have a really big guy with a huge huge knife having it swinging around. And as much as we wanted to, uh, we avoided that area, that guy was like, everywhere we went, that guy was, you know, even to the point we left CHOP, he left CHOP. <laughs> we like, we left the area completely. He left with us, and then we're like drinking water, and he's just standing with his machete on a corner. Just ready. Mad dog in us. Just standing yeah, just there, just staring at us. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah, so then we meet this guy named Michael. Sorry, we're not supposed to say names, but anyways. <laughs> It's uh, not so Michael. We, yeah. not it's Michael. hard not to remember these people because there, there was such a personal touch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you right. meet these people and you're like, and the guy had just been, you know, yeah. he, he'd been on heroin yeah. almost his entire yeah. life. Yeah. He, you know, he, he, he's getting, he got off heroin and now he's been clean, um, I, I, you know, off of, he's been off of heroin, I think for a little while. And then he got clean off of like the stuff that you kind of, wean yourself off of after you get off heroin and we start praying for the guy and the presence of God just comes yeah mm-hmm. I mean yeah what, what, what you were there Alex I mean it was just like the presence of God just came all over yeah this I think guy. we were all like feeling like the presence of yeah. God just like blanketing awesome. on us and and that was something that just kept reoccurring you mentioned the waves yeah you know it seemed like wave after wave of the presence you know where maybe we would um hit, hit a, a moment of time or a period of time where it seemed like we had to re-break through or something, you know, like it would feel tense or something. But then as we pressed on, we would meet a person of peace. We'd meet someone whose heart is open and ready, and the presence would just land on them like a landing strip, dude. And it was just like a grace to minister to them, you know. It was really, it really felt like an ease almost to, you know, just pour into them and stuff. So, yeah, I think we could all feel, you know, in that particular moment, you know, and uh, and he was getting emotional, and you guys, yeah, he just started crying, man. Yeah, you could, yeah. I, I didn't even know because he had his head down, but then when he lifted his head, you could see, yeah, his his, his tear, like 
like literally on it, like coming down his eye. Yeah. And then we started talking about how he had been abused when he was a young kid from yeah. his father. Yeah. Was, yeah. The know, Lord like, revealed that. And you never got to reconcile with your dad. And he yeah. said, yeah, I, you know, my dad died when I was 30 years old. I never got to reconcile with him. And yeah, it was just like this was moment. Incredible. And he started, was so I mean, incredible. he was so open and, 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 and he just like, you felt like the compassion of Jesus. You, I just wanted to hug the guy again, man. Cause yeah. of, you could just tell the brokenness that was in him. You know, yeah. he's trying to, he's even leaving. He was leaving that area because he's so scared. You yeah. know, he just wanted to get out. Right, and, and the compassion is, is something I think that's key because at first you're a little intimidated by maybe some of the anger or some of the intimidation that, you know, they try to, to put against us, you know, whenever you walk in such a setting. But when you look beyond that and realize, man, these guys are just broken and they they need the love of God to, to touch their hearts. It's like you really start to feel for them and the compassion of Jesus just like, you know, rises up to pray for them and just want to serve them and help them, you know. So I think like that's something we can all relate to as well. You know, there were just moments where it's like, goodness, you know, Lord, you have to come through for these people, yeah. you know. It's pretty crazy. Um, the guy with the bloody nose. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that uh, actually while... We were praying for Michael where I was standing. I was able to see the machete guy, like, beat him. Uh, the machete guy was the guy that beat him? Yeah, he hit him. Uh, anyway, so they're taking him over. Trying and you to saw it happen. I didn't see it happen, but I saw it right after when he was walking away. And they were, they were uh, taking him over to try to, you know, stop his nose from bleeding it was broken and uh it was just interesting that at the same time god was touching this you know this individual at the tent that not that far away the enemy was trying to do anything he could to distract and take away from what was happening right here yeah i mean that guy um what he said was somebody just ran up and just just socked him just punched him right in the face and then took off and broke his nose literally they had uh like his, there was just so much blood going out they were literally putting tampons up his nose in order to stop the bleeding and and the, the team went over and just started talking to him and big d went over and just started like just practically walking through yeah just trying to help him out with that situation and and they were they were pretty overwhelmed um so they weren't really wanting to engage a whole lot but you know, just kind of talking them through, hey, man, tr try this, do that, whatever. And, uh, you know, made a little connection with them through that. That's cool. There, there were really so many just powerful demonstrations of the Spirit. I know we're just sharing a few right yeah, now. Yeah. But I, I want to just, just uh, the things that were happening while we were ministering were absolutely incredible. I mean, we're hearing a few. Another time when we were praying uh, for, for ladies and, and they, they were get, we were getting some breakthroughs, amazing. Same guy came up, machete guy. Another guy, here. I hear a, a gun rack. I turn around, a guy's got a Beretta 9mm, and they're standing toe-to-toe -to -toe while we're ministering just a few feet away. 
And I'm telling you, this is what was happening. Every time we would begin to pray, and, and I'm telling you, it was like it was a, we were in the glory bubble. I mean, it was like uh, it didn't matter what the enemy was trying to throw at us. People were getting set free. Uh, the, the love of God was just pouring out. And, and I'm telling you, people were getting touched. And there's so many powerful demonstrations of the Spirit that well, we saw. Well, and two, I think the enemy was, would always like try to come and intimidate. So me and Alex are praying for this kid that got beat up the night before. Yeah. Like his shoulder is completely jacked. He had to go to the hospital. They beat, beat this kid. Uh, he had a concussion, everything. He's laying on the couch. I, he, looked, right. he looked dead, man. I yeah, thought he was either ODN or he, or he might have been dead. And we walk over to him and we, yeah. start, we start talking with this kid. And we're like, you know, where's the pain at? And, and he's just laying there. You know, he's, he's smoking a cigarette. And, um, and we start ministering to him. Yeah. And the moment we start ministering to him is the guy comes up that, with the with the shovel, dude. Yeah, the, the yeah, kid the that's like you know was was out of like lunatic, like and he was swinging it too. He, he was starts, swinging. He starts while taking we're, it out to show us and everything. Yeah, like. and 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 so we're we're ministering to this kid, <laughs> and the power of God yeah. hits this kid right there, um, and all the pain that was in his shoulder completely leaves. He yeah. starts being able to move his shoulder completely, like being able to twist it, move it, no pain whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. And, and like, even like the concussions like left. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was another person who, uh, I don't know if we said this uh, already here or if it was just in discussion earlier, but it seemed like there would be a lot of people that we would approach and they seem a little bit out of it, you know, whether it's um, from lack of sleep it could be a number of things. Some people were strung out on drugs, but it was amazing because it would seem like a, as we pray for them, they would like sober up or something Instantly. and come to their senses. It was amazing. And so that happened to that kid. And, uh, and the prophetic was released too. I, got, I had a word you know, that I felt like God was putting on my heart to share to him too. And he was like, how do you know that? And so we're you know, praying and ministering to this kid. He's like moving his shoulder around. He was just all around like amazed and we were just telling him, look, this is Jesus, you know, preaching the gospel. We always like we pray for people, but we always point to Jesus like we're we're telling people this is the love of God. This is Jesus. This is the power of the spirit. And um, so, yeah, like we would we would get into these settings, though, where I don't know, people would seem to just come out of it and sober up in yeah. different ways. Like there was also that man that we prayed for um, with his feet. I don't know if you want to tell that story, too, because. Yeah, so we go underneath the the um, you know the area where I think there's a lot of there's a lot of use of like heroin that's going on. Yeah, and we walk up on these two guys, and the, this one guy's feet are so swollen. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked I mean maybe th two or three times the size of a normal foot, yeah. and they're wrapped up, and and he can't walk. He's slumped over, yeah. and um, you know definitely something's going on and and me and alex go we start we hey man how's it going and he's like he's looking at us yeah first and, he wasn't very responsive he, right like, you couldn't tell it's like are you there yeah 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 <laughs> you know and then we start praying for we ask him you know can we pray for you he's he's like yeah go ahead pray for me we pray for the guy he can't even walk and then the presence of god touches him yeah and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, he's like, I feel like my, I feel lighter. Like my, my, my feet feel like, and he's starting to sober up. Yeah. You can yeah, see yeah, it in yeah, his yeah. eyes. Like he's, he's, he's fully coherent. And um, we were like, yeah, stand up and start walking. So he starts walking 
Yep. Perfectly. Fine. Perfectly. And no he's problem. going, he's going, no, he's like, he's even saying it, no limp. He's yeah. like, I was limping before. That's I can't, awesome. even, you know, couldn't even walk. And now he's walking again. Yeah. And then the other kid that was beside him, yeah. he sees the guy get healed. We ask him if he, if we could pray for him. We pray for him, and he can ends up giving his life to Jesus. Is that right awesome? Yeah. Come on, right. man. Yeah. Yeah. It is so awesome. Yeah. How about the? Um, how about our uh, our disciple? <laughs> that this <laughs> this that is the best. Awesome. Can you tell that story? <clears throat> yeah. Well, it, Charlie started out. He was the one that saw him in the crowd, and uh, he says, "Man, let's go pray for him." And so uh, we did. And uh, you could, he was he was you could clearly he was he was demon possessed. He was strung out on drugs. You could he was not coherent. And, but he did, all we could make out was we asked if we could pray, and he goes, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got a cane. Yeah. He's barely yeah. able to walk. I mean, it was like, he was, kid was a mess. Yeah, and so, so I started praying for him, and uh, uh, as I did, we were just releasing the healing of God into his leg, and, and, and then you got a word for his, for his back yeah. after that. And so uh, we did, and, and when, when uh, Charlie started praying, the presence of God came, so he couldn't hardly stand up there. And so uh, he's just getting powerfully encountered. He's getting freedom. He's getting uh, just healing in his body. And then Charlie takes his cane, and, and you, you have him start walking. And as he does, he, 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 or actually he tests his foot out first and he, his face starts looking a little bit funny. He has a mask on, yeah. but you can see in his, you can see in this kid's eyes, like, dude, yep. what just happened? Like, like, you know, cause he, he yeah. was kind of like out of it and we're asking him like, can we pray for you? Is that okay? And he's kind of like, yeah, yeah. And I'm having to get really close to him cause he's got this mask on. Yeah. And, and, and the moment that we pray his kids eyes like light up like yeah. what just happened right now like what are you doing i said and we were like dude jesus is touching you right now that's god on you and he starts walking without his cane come on yeah yeah, he started walking, and we just kept walking with him and walking with him. And, and uh, during this time, I just want to say this again. The enemy was coming out. People were trying to disrupt, and, and Charlie ends up walking uh, away and really taking care of, of uh, you know, the enemy's not flesh and blood, but taking care of these people that are coming in, yeah. and the enemy's trying to use to disrupt what's going on. And we just continue to, to pray with him, and he's getting freedom. And uh, he's, he's, he's really, Jeremiah, he was scared to give his life to the Lord, really. Yeah, uh, he, he was talking to me later that uh, he, would, he was involved in a hit-and-run accident, wow. Wow. and he still was holding a lot of anger from that. And so he had, you know, he had the physical injuries, but he had the, the, the spiritual the inability to, to let go of that anger. And uh, at one point he said he was just kind of, he felt there was almost... Uh, he said he wasn't. He didn't feel worthy of being saved. Mm. So it, it was quite a process, just walking him to the point where he would just say, "You know, Jesus, I give my life to you." And, and it was really uh, the Holy Spirit was encountering him so powerfully. And I'm telling you, he was getting he was getting freedom during this time. His eyes were fluttering. He was manifesting, but he could he could not hurt. We had he says, "Can I sit down?" He was getting so powerfully encountered, he couldn't stand anymore. Holy Spirit was just absolutely yeah. saturating him completely. I think that's when I walked over there. So this is to attest of the type of transformation that was obvious in this kid because. Um, when I walked over there, I could, he was glowing, you know, and I didn't know anything that just happened. You know, I just see a, a guy, you know, standing up, walking fine, his face is shining. I knew something must have happened, you know, because he was like filled with light. 
But then I heard, you know, what happened, and I saw a little bit. You prayed for him again, you know, for something, and he, he, he's just receiving. Uh, he starts, you know, getting joy. You know, he's laughing and crying at the same time. And uh, I'm, like, looking at this, like, this is amazing. And then I hear what's, what happened to him, and we're lingering around a little bit, and uh, this is what touches me. He said, can I go with you guys? Yeah. And he wanted to follow us. He wanted to, like, he wanted to follow Jesus, but he wanted to come with us. Yeah. And so we're walking around praying for more people, and this guy is with us. And it dawned on me that this guy got healed. He got saved. Yeah, he gave he got his delivered. life to the Lord, man. Yeah, yeah he gave, so he gave his life to the Lord. He gets delivered. Then he gets filled, yeah. and then he becomes a disciple. So he, he yeah. starts walking with us, yeah. and I'm thinking, this is like the full gospel on display, or like right there in this yeah. guy, like... I yeah, think that's, that's so the best. Awesome. Jeremiah is now carrying around the guy's <laughs> cane, right? Yeah. So, so I, I, like, he's carrying he's yeah. carrying the guy's cane, like da, da, da. yeah, for like an hour or two. I'm carrying this guy's cane. And is it awesome? He's asking me questions and stuff. I think Aaron was like wanting to come up and pray for me because I had a cane. <laughs> <laughs> and he and I and he said, um, and as he's walking with us, he says, "Today was my freedom day." Yeah. And it was, yeah, and it was really interesting at the same time, right after, right after he says, I want to follow you, immediately a guy comes up and he says, don't follow them, don't right, go with right. them. I was going to yeah. say that because, yeah, he said, I want to come with you guys. And this guy, uh, you know, came up and he was a little concerned because he was questioning us. Like, I think everyone, you know, a- anybody who didn't actually personally talk to us and see what we were about were questioning us a little bit. So this guy came up and was like, hey, don't go with these guys. You know, you don't want to follow them. So it was like there was warfare against him following Jesus, you know, by coming with us. And um, I think the Lord wants to just make him a disciple. You know, I think the Lord, you know, obviously has a major call in his life. And we're going to see him tomorrow. And I think we should just bring him with us, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's when I, if some of you were watching me online, like when I went live on, the, on, on my Facebook, like the reason I had to click off real fast is because I saw like, yeah. Like a group of people that were approaching me and you yeah. that were basically coming to, you yeah, know. Yeah, there was I immediately, mean, like as soon as yeah. you started going live, there was immediately a big group of people right on top of you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were, right, they were, they were trying to, they even had pictures out because they were thinking that we were from a certain group. Yeah. And they were, they were trying to get us out. Yeah, they, they called us Proud Boys. I don't know what it means still, but <laughs> I think it's like with a different group. Yeah, like a, like a. Group so there was like all this just yeah it yeah. was always like chaos like going you know but and then the there's if you go online you can actually watch the whole chop district is being streamed 24 7 on online so i was thinking about that like like we got all this it's not discreet ministry you got like all all, all of us like coming around one person like you know and so um yeah. yeah, but the cool part is that we're there with the blessing of the leaders of CHOP. And I also just want to do another shout out because there's a, a beautiful groundwork that was laid with uh, David Kusick, yeah. who's been there day after day. I think he's back there right now. He, he had a dream last night and he forgot about it and, and the Lord reminded him of this dream. And he's like, I think I got to get back. So I'd imagine that David is in uh, CHOP right now. Um, uh, you know, but David really has built these beautiful relationships and stuff. Yeah. But we're we're like not discreet. We're right there, right in right in the like, and not just in one spot. We're continually moving through that chop area, doing all this ministry, knowing that we're being watched. 
And it really is like fishing. Because you're just literally just moving your boat in different places in the water. And then, you know, you're casting out your, your, your net or, you know, your, your line. And, and you're just picking off the fish, man, because they're just, they're ready. They're ready to give their life to the Lord. And it's like we would hit these spots where it was just like, boom, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. And then we would kind of coast a little while. And then it would pick up again, boom, 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 there would be more. I mean, it, it, it was awesome today. Yeah. And last night was, was amazing as well. Yeah. People were asking for, um, people were asking for Bibles, like several people asked for Bibles which is like, well, yeah, of course, right? So we'll, we'll, have, we'll have Bibles tomorrow. One guy asked Charlie for some Pepsi. Yeah, I got to bring the guy with the, um, with, I, he, the had, he, he had like gangrene feet. in his feet or something yep. and, and God healed him. And I, and I saw him again and he's literally walking, guys. He's walking like perfectly fine. And, he, and, and I said, well, what's up, man? And, 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 and he, you know, he's like, oh, hey. And I was like, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm great. And I was like, is there anything I can bring you tomorrow? Like, I, you know, what do you need, man? Just let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you something. And, and first he was like, give me some Gatorade. And I was like, okay, I'll bring you some Gatorade. He was like, no, 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 bring me some Pepsi, man. Bring me some Pepsi. <laughs> so then I said, oh, man, I'm going to bring you a two liter of Pepsi, you know. It's just, man, I, I'm just, I don't know how you guys feel, but it, the harvest is so ripe. You know, it's just ready. And, and, and. This is like I really believe we are at a, a a a moment in history right now where in this nation we are going to see a great awakening and a revival. And God is just looking for individuals that are gonna step out and go after the harvest, you know, and go on the streets and start to just witness. And it's like you get out there and you go. You look at this, all this need and this darkness and you go, where do you even start? But then standing here now tonight and just reliving all these testimonies of everything that happened, you just know that this is, this is how revival starts, you guys. This is how a nation is shaken. Yeah, this is how things on. begin to change where our, our generation begins to say, you know what? We're not going to take the riots. Yeah. We're going after revival. Yeah. You know, it's like Paul went into the city and the, literally the whole city was in a riot and Paul stood up and preached the gospel. Yeah. He started telling people about the Lord and miracles started happening. Yeah. You look at Philip when he went down in, into Samaria and began to preach the gospel and the Bible says great joy came over the city. Yes. Devils were cast out. Uh, you know, miracles were happening. Uh, people that were, were even into witchcraft, they started burning their stuff. And I'm telling you, this is the moment where when the enemy comes in like a flood, God uses a people to raise the standard and say, yes, it, it, this is that moment where revival breaks in on a nation. Yeah. I, I think everyone's already forgotten that this is the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Like, so we started this year, we started 2020 with this prophetic word from Bob Jones that when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that would be like about, about the, the new apostles and, 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 and revival. Like that's how we began the year. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, COVID-19 and it was the riots. And, it, and it's, so, it's so easy to be distracted by everything that's going on. But this great shaking, it's, it's unto awakening. Yeah. Like stuff is getting shaken right now, and it's unto the glory of God. Yeah. Like God yeah. is going to use this 
to, to catalyze a move of God because everybody's looking at everything saying this is not the way it ought to be. Right. And, and you know, Bob Jones said he talked about the circuit riders. He talked about the, the wow. circuit riders were coming and they would have electric power and they would release the gospel in the streets. Yeah. And he would talk about this, this billion soul harvest. And one of the things he said was that he said that it would happen in ballparks. Where were we at today? We were ball right park. in the middle of a ballpark, right. right. like right. seeing on, people man. getting touched. That's and right. it's like, yeah. you can either wait until you, you, it's like you can wait until the by and by. But I'm telling you right now, you're watching this, it's time for revival. Yeah. It's time time for the outpouring. Yeah. If the devil wants to riot, it's time for the generation to rise up and say, it's time. It, it, we're going to hit the streets with revival. Yeah. And people are hungry for the gospel. They want Jesus. They just don't know it. And somebody's got to go and tell them. And they got to share the love of the Lord with them. If we weren't going out there and, you know, screaming at them, telling them that, you know, you're going to hell. It, it, it it, we were going in there and showing them the love of the Lord, releasing the power of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. The Lord was revealing himself to, to them. And you know that even the ones that we didn't, we didn't uh, say the, the sinner's prayer with, right now they're thinking about the touch that God That's gave right. them. Yeah. What, who were these guys? What is going on? You know, in the midst of this insane environment, Jesus is wanting to break in. He's Absolutely. just looking for somebody. You know, and, uh, and, and the guy that we ministered to uh, last night when we went in, he apologized right off the bat for being quite, quite stoned. And so uh, we, we were seeing this all throughout the day. People that were stoned, that were super high, when we pray for them, they, they sober up. Yeah. Yeah. And what if we had not ministered to that guy last night? Like, like the very first guy, like, like he was the guy that was driving around with this 14-year-old right. in, in, in the back seat that had been shot and dying. Like, like when we were praying for him, he, uh, we, we're, he, he felt the fire of God. Like we were, uh, there, was a, there was a bunch of very specific, but like, like what did the Lord do in him at that moment that prepared him to do, you know, to, to, to be able to, to handle that? Last night, I mean, I, I, I you know, it's, wow. it's, it's pretty interesting the con- the conversations that we've been having, yeah. and the, and the, and everyone is significant within the heart of the Lord, and yet the Lord has been just directing our steps, and um, and really we're we're just getting started. Yeah, we well, got yeah. we got two more days, and right. and the other thing I've been thinking about, Darren, is like we were talking about this this morning as we were um, getting our coffee. Praise Jesus. Um, <laughs> about when these things start to break out or erupt, like immediately just changing the plan. So many people are just doing their plan, especially like in ministry, it's just like everything's planned out. But this is a season, this is a time where you gotta scrap the plan. And you gotta say, oh, it's breaking out over here. We gotta go and answer that thing. Just taking a group and just What kind of plan did we have going into that today? We were just like, yeah, exactly. What was the strategy, right? Like we sat around a, you know, we didn't exactly sit around a round table. No, no, no. Strategize (laughs) the plan. I'll tell you what we did. We got drunk in the Holy Ghost. That's right. That's right. At the house. Yeah, we got praying in tongues. Got drunk. And then we jumped in a van and we're like, that's right. We just drove down there. And then, and then before we get in, we're like, we're like, what are we doing? And I was like, 
I guess we're just going to start praying for people. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's the plan. Like, actually, just go and do it. Just, and it's like, what, what's the strategy? What, like, let's roundtable this thing and try to figure it out. It's like, here <laughs> I it is. a whiteboard just in case. Yeah, yeah. Bring, it's like, here's the 10, it's like, the, we need a 10-step plan here. No, here's the plan. Pray in tongues. Yeah. Get drunk in the Holy yeah. Ghost. <laughs> and, and use the model of Acts chapter 2. Yes. Because the Bible yes. says that when they got drunk... Yeah, the place was shaken yeah, and they were on. filled with fire and people yeah. started coming and they said, uh, you know, Peter stood up and said, these are not drunk as you suppose. They are filled with the Holy yeah, Spirit. On. And on. the Bible says that in the last days, he said, I am going to fill, I am going to cover with my spirit yeah. all flesh. And that yeah. means every single person that's out there in chop, all of them deserve to be filled and touched by the Spirit of God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And God's just looking for somebody to go. And at, at the end of the day, as we were um, uh, walking around, we were being followed. There were like, se like several people that were following us, keeping their eyes um, on us. And then when the leaders of CHOP would, enter, would, 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 would come near us, they would introduce us as as the Jesus guys. It's, it's all right. These guys are cool. These are just the Jesus guys. Like, he basically called us Jesus people. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, these are just the Jesus people. These are just the Jesus guys. And he vouched for us, yeah. which was oh, super. Several times, several times. Yeah, several times throughout the day. Um, chop leadership. That's incredible because you've seen it on the news. Evangelists are getting driven out and, and violently. Um, there was one evangelist that almost got the snot kicked out of him. And, um, and one of the people that we met today talked the mob down from beating this guy up so like so preachers are getting like kicked out of there like 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 it's like if like it's not like pre preachers are not welcome down there and yet they've received us and i also also giving credit like c fan uh, had an incredible team they were doing baptisms down there they built a reputation through serving food and so that, that like that's awesome so we're not saying we're like the only believers that are doing cool stuff like there really is pioneers of a Bethel team was in there serving people so like you know um, but there is a bizarre weird kind of intensity now because everybody knows that the end is near and a lot of people have packed up and the last people that are there are basically the homeless and the hardcore and so it's a very and for that reason we've like intentionally kept the, the team small for that reason we haven't tried to get a big thing in there because the atmosphere even during the day is is very volatile yeah. and um and it even i mean for us there are times when we're like yay okay we need to you know yeah i wouldn't have wanted to bring you know a lot of people into that into that situation because it's so intense and there's so many things that can just pop off at any moment but I, I love what you're saying Darren like there was people that were carried out of that place but here's the issue is that the love of Jesus draws a man to repentance yeah and when we start to love people that's right and we see the in this compassion yeah, yeah. you know I mean that's what moved Jesus was compassion for people that's where the miracles float is compassion it's like when we started, it, when the compassion and the love of Jesus hits you about these yeah. people. You just see souls, man. That's all you yeah. see. You Jesus see would be there too. Eternal. Jesus would be right in the midst of this whole thing as well. You know, he'd be right there fellowshipping with everyone. And so that's something I thought of, thought of too. You know, like his love, you know, um, he knew how to mingle with, you know, the sinners. He knew how to hang out with the least of these. 
you know, in a way where, um, you know, the religious would get upset, but he had total favor. You know, he would, he would, he would have their ear and he would have their heart, you know, to speak to them. And, um, you know, something, something I'm thinking of too, you know, the first person who approached us, as we mentioned earlier last night, was a, a woman who was wondering if we were cops and she was, you know, telling us about everything that's going on, all of the, um, you know, things that are happening and stuff. But she began to open up about how passionate she was about uh, what they're doing. And she said, I would die for this. And it dawned on me that this generation's looking for something to live for and to die for. That's good, Alex. And, and yeah. you know, this was also something that came up in conversation with Jeremiah. But it got me thinking that really this is just misplaced passion. You know, like this is, this is almost, in a sense, a counterfeit awakening uh, compared That's to good. the true spiritual awakening that this generation was really born good. for. And so I think one thing that we're coming in and doing is we're redeeming, you know, we're not putting out the, the flame in a sense, but we're saying, look, this flame was meant to burn for God. That's you know, you're, you're, you're called to burn for the other side. And so we're seeing people come into the light and just like uh, the guy earlier, he wanted to follow Jesus. Yeah. He wanted to come with us. And it got me thinking, what if we had an army raised up out of this, you know, <laughs> yeah. of revivalists, you know. <laughs> and you, and so. you also say this, if they're willing to die for what they believe in, yeah. are we willing to live yeah. for come Jesus yes. in such yeah. a way yeah. that, 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 you know, that fire and passion come on. To, to live for Jesus and, and go after the harvest like never before, you know. I just, I, it's like we can listen to prophetic words, but I believe that we're the generation of the fulfillment of those things. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, there are people that are watching right now, man, and they're like, yeah, that's exactly who I am. I've been sent to this generation to preach the gospel with fire. And yeah, I'm man. telling you, the Lord is releasing circuit riders. He's releasing fire brands. He's releasing people that will go to these places. And I, honestly, Seattle is marked for revival. Yes, yes. That's, I mean, revival is, is, is Seattle is marked with revival. Come there's on, no, on, yep. there's nothing that's going to stop what's going to take place in this city. And, I, and I'm telling you that cities are marked in this nation for revival and God is anointing revivalists. And I don't believe that this is the last, you know, trip that we're going to take into another city. I think that yeah. it's going to start breaking out. We got to go after the harvest in America. America will be saved, yes. but God Hallelujah. is looking for someone that will say, I'm willing to go into the harvest because Jesus said, pray for the harvesters, not for the harvest. That's right. He said, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Right. And, and this, is the, this is the season where God's saying, go into the harvest field. Yeah. Anyways, I'm yeah. preaching, man. No, so I, I good. Just like, and uh, thank you so much, you guys. I mean, just at the very last second, you guys um, uh, uh, paid a, you know, pretty big dollars to fly into Seattle at the very last second because the Lord was speaking to you to be a part of this team. So thank you so much for coming and just sowing into our city, uh, for giving into it, you know, and thank you to your families um, for letting you come because knowing it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a hairy, it's a hairy situation. And um, this is such a significant week for Seattle and CHOP. Um, the, the eyes of really the nations are on Seattle right now. Again, Seattle uh, uh, hit all the headlines again uh, this morning. So if you could just be praying for our city, be praying um, for this team um, as we're in CHOP uh, tomorrow um, and Wednesday. 
And I'm also super excited about uh, a prayer and worship rally that'll be going for 12 hours that Michael Lighty uh, uh, and, um, and a bu bunch of churches are, are coming together, worship leaders from SRC, uh, 12 hours of prayer, intercession, and worship just north of CHOP. Yeah. Um, and you and you could feel people's prayer. People are praying, yeah. and we can feel your prayers, you yeah. guys. Yeah. I'm telling you that without your prayers and your and the prayer covering, I mean, uh, there, <laughs> anything could break out. Yeah, right. But you could feel literally. Yeah, you could feel like the covering of God, and yeah. we know that that's that's through prayer, man. That's absolutely. people praying right now. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Especially last night. <laughs> thank you for praying, and I mean, yeah. and even today. With, mach with machete, man, like, <laughs> it's not a good, Bless not a good deal. Bless him, Lord. Yeah, amen. And, um, and we'll do this again because I'm, I'm anticipating t tomorrow's going to be a real day of, of significant breakthrough and, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's a very significant week this week. And, and we just, I, I really believe that it's going to go from, from glory to glory. Yeah. And thank you guys for praying because I, I really believe that your prayers, like tomorrow, I think it's going to open up more, you know, and, and, and Wednesday it's going to open up even more, man. Yeah. And we're, we're just, I'm excited to be here. Also, thank you to uh, Michael Kabiski, our, uh, our media guy at SRC who also went into, I, he didn't know where he was going. I, I told him that we were going to go hang out at the mall <laughs> and then uh, we ended up in CHOP and I was like surprised, but I bought him a steak burrito uh, to make it so Michael in the back room he's not on the panel but thank you, thank you Michael. Uh, for yeah. going in to chop with us and guys thank you so much for being a part of this uh, broadcast tonight we just wanted to get on and share the stories while it's still fresh while all the details are still f still fresh so we can uh, celebrate what Jesus did last night and today but also so that we can go back to this video 10 years from now and celebrate what Jesus did on this on the uh, I, I don't ever want to forget um, yeah. what happened last night. I okay. never want to forget what Jesus did today. And so, again, thank you so much, you guys. It's, it's a powerful, powerful day. Awesome. awesome. Bless you guys. Thanks for being a part of this. <laughs> Is it ready? Let's do this. Let's do it. I think we're live. Hey, guys, uh, good to see you. Um, we're back, and we're going to be talking about the final hours of CHOP, which is crazy because yeah. we, had, we had no idea uh, that, um, I mean, we were filling stuff yesterday, right? It, yesterday had a certain kind of feel to it. Um, but, so it wasn't that shocking when we woke up this morning to see that the police were reclaiming um, the CHOP area. So anyways, on this video, we're going to talk about everything that Jesus did yesterday in the CHOP zone um, here in Seattle. And then, uh, and then we're going to talk about what, what happened today, which was actually a major surprise because um, we just thought we were going to go down and take pictures of, of the police, and, and we weren't really expecting much, and yet Jesus really showed up today and did some really cool stuff. So yesterday and today was, was something else. It's such an honor to have you guys joining us. As you are, make sure that you share. That would be amazing. Also, let us know who you are and where you're watching from. That would be uh, incredible. So yeah, so yesterday, you guys... Man, what a day, right? <laughs> what a day. Well, what a, what, a, what, a, what a week. What a week. What a life. Every day <laughs> has been um, amazing, super intense, and divine encounter after divine encounter, really. Yeah. yeah. And um, even though some of our team have, you know, flown back to where they, they were um, living, um, 
even today was just totally supernatural, divine. There was a lot of just those moments where God would break in and begin to reveal himself to people. It was so, so good. But where do you even start? I mean, yesterday, um, we go down, and the atmosphere, you guys, is uh, totally different. I don't, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but you could tell a total shift in the atmosphere from that Sunday night that we had went down there and just kind of beginning to do the street ministry and stuff until yeah. you know, when we were there you know, um, now Alex Parkinson um, flew home this morning, and so Alex, sorry, we tried to get Alex uh, to kind of to, to 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 Skype in or to stream in so he could share it. This story, like yesterday, was amazing because we went back into the uh, Cal Anderson Park where um, where there's a local rapper that's, that's actually been guarding the famous Fist Monument there in the park, and uh, and um, and he he had a radical deliverance. Um, the day before, uh, Alex was praying for him, and he started shaking. He almost fell over, bent over, and just like his eyes were just doing all this crazy stuff. When it was all said and done, he had an incredible encounter with the Lord and ended up healed. And so we wanted to go back yesterday and just see, um, you know, how he was doing. And so we did. So we, we were, we were, like, we, he came out of his tent, and he just came out, and he gave us big hugs. We were just talking. Um, also, I, I started getting a word for him about restoration, restoration in his family, and, um, and so he's like, could you pray for me for that? And so we, uh, we just started praying for him for restoration and just big tears. Just, I mean, the guy just began to sob. And then, Alex, and then Alex just goes, you know, bro, he's like, I think that this could be a new chapter of your life. And, um, and maybe today is a day for a rededication, to rededicate your life back to Jesus. Would you like to do that? And, he, and just big old tears just, just coming out of his eyes. He said, I would like to do that. So Alex led him in a rededication prayer. And it was just, it was just amazing. It, that was like the very first, in the first 10 minutes of being back um, in the area. And we were just, we were just lit right up. Um, and then there's like up behind that baseball park are all these uh, like tents where, where there's all these people that camp. And so we wanted to go up there and see what was going on. It was like a tent city. And what, what I realized yesterday from just talking to the guys that were up on the hill next to the police station, because we thought that everything was all chop. And then we, what, we, what we learned was that there was chop and then there was Chaz. And so we were actually in two different countries, not just <laughs> one. So there's chop, yeah, and then and there's, there's Chaz. There's different laws. Like Chaz has laws, and Chop has laws, and they have different rulers. It's crazy, and we're not kidding. We're not kidding. It's real. <laughs> no, it's it, that, that's exactly right. You know, there's there's one like warlord for one place, and then there's you know, then there's Zombie Land. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get into we're that. Gonna, aren't we? We'll get into that. So, um, but. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we started walking around back in that area, and we came upon uh, two, two uh, well, really three boys that were just about to do drugs. And we start preaching to them and talking to them. And uh, that one kid that just the presence of God came so strong, and um, the Holy Spirit just started telling this kid everything about his life. It was a powerful man. 
And then he goes, how did you, how did you, how are you knowing all this? And he's asking his friends, he's like, how do you know this? And I'm like, the Lord is speaking to you right now. This is the Lord. He, the Lord is talking to you. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. And that, that boy ended up giving his life to the Lord. And then he's like, pray for my deaf friend. Is it okay if we talk a, a little bit about that word that you gave to him? So you were prophesying. Do you remember that? You were prophesying over him. And then he said, if he said, tell me, I forget what the question that he said to you, but he goes, if you know all this about me, then tell me about my mom. Is that what you said? Or tell me about my childhood? Or like, what did he, he yeah, challenged yeah, no, you. Yeah, yeah, he challenged me to, he said, um, he said to me, he said, tell me, I can't believe you know all this stuff about me. Tell me my mom's name. And I said, well, the Holy Spirit doesn't tell me your mom's name, but I can tell you about the relationship with your mom. And that's when he really was like, when, just like the Holy Spirit was nailing him. You told him, do you remember what you told him? R- r- do you remember? No, no, no. You no. said, this was powerful, bro. This was so powerful. Michael Kavisky remembers this because we were standing right there. And, and I'm, Mike said, I think Mike started crying. I mean, we almost all did. You said to him, um, you were 12 years old and your mom hated you and, and you knew it and you, and you, and you ran away from oh, home. Yeah, yeah. And he got involved in drugs. And, he, and then he was just, and he was standing there with two drug dealers on both sides of him. And he grabbed their hands and he held hands with them. Not like the way that dudes would hold hands. He held hands almost like you would in a relationship. Like he was being so visibly touched that he, he grabbed the hands of both drug dealers. And they just sat there just holding his hands. It was so powerful. The presence of God was so thick there. And then, and then I said, I told, I remember I told him, I said, God's going to heal your heart right now. And then we, you know, I said, do you want to give your life to the Lord? And then we ended up preaching the gospel to him. And then, you know, he, he, he said the sinner's prayer. He, he received Jesus. And that's when you always got to trust the Lord with people that, that um, God touches. Because yeah. you don't know, you know, where, what's going to happen after that moment. And one of the things that we have to realize is that that particular place was so violent, so dark, that we could have went down there the next day and, you know, that boy could have been dead. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's how close to eternity a lot of these people were. And then he says to, he says to us, pray for, pray for my friend. He's been deaf. A kid can't hear. And he's like, yeah, I can't hear. And so then we start praying for him, and God starts opening up his ears. And his friend that just got saved leans over, starts yelling in the guy's ear. And, he, and he's like excited that his friend can hear for the first time because he's been, he's been hanging out with them. It was so awesome. Yeah. Just seeing, just seeing the, okay, so you probably, if you're watching this, perhaps you've seen the clip on Charlie's uh, Facebook of, when, of, of him testifying it. But that, we got that video a little later than when his ears first opened. Uh, when his ears, the first time that Charlie prayed for him and his ears opened, a, a huge smile comes on his face and he starts nodding his head and he goes, you know, he can't really speak because he can't hear, he's deaf. And he, but he spoke just clear enough where we, where we knew what he was saying. He's saying, I can hear that, I can hear that. Huge smile on his face, and his friend that just got touched next to him, he just starts freaking out as well. That's what we didn't get on video. The video is powerful, um, but it wasn't that first. I mean, I'm telling you, that first, it was just, it was just the power of God was just, you know, and, and you've got a guy rolling a joint. You don't see that on video. You've got a guy rolling, it was a, a, a joint, 
while God is just moving powerfully right, right there. Right, literally, just like next to him. He's rolling the joint. He's watching us praying for the kid in the, with the deaf. And I, I, I mean, I want people to understand while you're listening to this that God can move in any situation. Come on. Sometimes we're looking for this atmosphere with the finest music and everything's got to be right before a miracle can take place. And I'm telling you, God breaks into the darkness. Yeah. That light shines the greatest in those most darkest moments. And um, that's what we kept seeing all this week is that in the midst of chaos, and I mean, there was some chaos, man. Uh, there would be times, and, and, and I want to say this, almost every single time we would start to pray for people, there would be these like manifestations of, of demonic you know, people being moved by demons. So Charlie's praying for these, this ear to open. He just led someone to the Lord. And as he's doing that, all these guys come busting out of their tents. And, and, uh, and Aaron, you kind of... <laughs> we were running interference. I mean, that's what you did. Somebody was praying in typical chop fashion that, you know, it's just demonically charged. And we're seeing God's presence come in. And as soon as it does, someone comes over, a group comes over, and uh, there were like 10, 10 or 12 people came out, and they're like, feds, feds, <laughs> you, guys dry, you guys are dressed like the feds. And then this other group comes by, so we're running interference with them, this other group comes by, and they're, they're upset with us, and they're yelling at us, and I mean, just absolutely crazy with a capital C. I don't know what else. The whole, the whole time, every time we're praying, seeing breakthrough, you know, you're like, what's next? And it, it, we started, I really started laughing because I'm like, as soon as we start praying, I just start looking around. All right, who are we going to run interference with now? And that was the way it was just really the entire week. It, it really was. Every time we'd start praying for people, um, like the, these familiar spirits, these crazy demonic manifestations. So I, I, we got to just talk about it right, right now, Charlie. The... <laughs> There, there's this couple that was sitting at the edge of the park, and actually, they must have, they must have caught your eye, like, because you said, you sent Pastor Jonathan. Pastor Jonathan came over from Yakima, and so you said, uh, Pastor Jonathan, you go pray for that guy. Which, which was, you guys got to hear this about Pastor Jonathan, because, so me, you, and him are walking, and I say, I said to pa Pastor Jonathan, I was like, go, go and get that guy right over there. And me and Darren will go get these two um, sitting on the bench. And so he walks over there, you guys, right as a guy is shooting up heroin. He has got the needle, like, in his arm. He is shooting up heroin, right, I mean, in the open. Not, not behind, like, a, in, in a bathroom stall, not in a tent, not, not, you know, in some dark alley. No, in pretty much right there, I mean, in, in the field, this guy is just openly using, shooting up heroin into his arm. And Jonathan walks over there and, and starts praying for the guy. And, and instead of getting a, a high from the heroin, he instantly sobers up. And he starts uh, talking to him about the Lord Jesus. Yeah. What's interesting is that these three stories that we're telling in a row, they all involve drug use. So the very first story, the, the kid with his ears open, there's a joint that's being rolled the kid that, that got the word of knowledge was holding a bag of weed on his pocket while Charlie's giving him a word of knowledge. Um, the second testimony is uh, Jonathan goes and prays for a guy as he's injecting heroin. The third one is we're talking to a couple. She's pregnant, and he's rolling a joint right in front of us. Like these first three testimonies, and this is what people don't realize. 
Um, perhaps you were watching the news about and, and watching what was happening at CHOP, and you think that there is this, this ethos for Black Lives Matter. You think that there is this very strong, uh, maybe political narrative. No, like, and it's called CHOP. For, it's called Capitol Hill Organized Protest. Listen, um, yesterday there was not, uh, the whole, we've been there since Sunday night, and there was nothing organized, and there was very little protesting. Um, uh, uh, I would say, like, there's, there's a certain number of people there that do have this kind of black lives, but not the majority. The, 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 the vast majority uh, were probably just, like, homeless people. Um, and we saw uh, drugs being handed out. And what, what happened is, um, well, we're all over the map right now. I, I want to talk about also the, the guy that, that you prayed for the first night that was, that was uh, destroying the memorial and he, and he was getting beat up because we ran into him yesterday and he was talking about the drugs that he was giving. But yesterday it was like, it felt like the end and it felt like people were just tripping on drugs everywhere. And it turns out that a lot of the drugs that were, that were being given out were laced. So a lot of the mar- marijuana that was given out was, was laced with some, some sort of synthetic uh, uh, thing that was causing people just to, to go into deep hallucinogenic kind of trips and we were seeing that all over the place yesterday it was so so sad so anyways going back to the the field there and walking over to the cover yeah so then we walk over to that couple which was really interesting because the night before I had had a dream where I was like carrying this this child around and in, in chop like I was carrying it around and protecting it and was wanting like nothing not like nobody to get uh to to hurt this this baby and so then we walk up on this couple and you and you ask if we can if we can pray for them and um the girl was 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 open to have us pray she was a believer yeah with her with her boyfriend there yeah and she told you right off the bat she told charlie she says i'm expecting she's like i'm 18 years old this is my first child and this is the baby's daddy and he's sitting there um, rolling a joint. And you just began to prophesy over her. Yeah. And we prophesied. We prayed for the baby. And then you started praying for the, for the, for the boyfriend. Yeah, I started to get a, a really awesome word for the boyfriend. And, and he wasn't a believer. And he, he just started, he, his eyes just filled full of tears. And Charlie and I just began giving words about hope deferred and that the Lord was going to restore hope. And... At the very mo- and so I, I didn't know what was happening, but apparently, about 200 yards down the field. Oh well, first, first, you guys, <laughs> it's like every moment you're 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 uh, definitely you're praying with your eyes open. What you say, Jeremiah? Oh yeah. You, I mean, you you never close your eyes, not even for a second. I mean, what, what would you say that to David? Like you just keep your eyes open, like as you're praying. I generally do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You keep your eyes open. You're praying, and so and so, like Darren's pressing in. He's getting this crazy word of knowledge. For My eyes for, might have been closed. I don't know. <laughs> he's getting a crazy word of knowledge for this this guy. He's visibly being touched by the presence of God, and then the first demonized person starts coming over and is like what are you doing all the way across the park yeah what are you doing well no there was two guys so oh, the one guy goes, i forgot about the first yeah, guy yeah, so he's like is that guy that's what right. are you doing to that guy what are you doing to that guy and like and, i was and so oblivious we, completely you know, oblivious. So then i start running like you know like dialed in just, interference. you you be quiet yeah interference you know but then you so then that guy walks off and then i promise you 
I'm praying, I got my hand on him, I'm praying in tongues. You're, you're prophesying over him in all the way, I, all the way across the field. I mean a baseball field, you guys. Comes another guy. A baseball and a soccer field. We're talking like so far away. <laughs> it's wild. So, and, he's, and, and this guy has got his hand behind his head like this. And he's kind of going, and I see him. He's like the 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 living dead. Oh, it was like Zombie Land. So he's all the way, all the way across the field, and he comes, (laughs) and as he approaches, the only question he had was, (laughs) "Feel the back of my head. I think I have a bullet in my brain." (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, "Crazy, yeah." and, And Charlie was like, "Bro, not now. Wait your turn." And he's, you know, like, which was awesome. Just, and, and man, that's like a learning. Because you had to take authority over That's like spirits. a learning moment because every person we prayed for yesterday, there's, there's demonic things that, to distract. That's, that's all the demonic can do is distract. So when we're praying for the girl, guess what happens? Her phone starts ringing. We pray for the guy, guess what happens? It triggers like a zombie demon 200 yards down the, he walks all the way diagonal with his hand cocked behind his head. All, all the way to us to get us to fill this thing. To stop praying for the guy right. that was really being touched. It was amazing. And so then we had to take authority. And you're watching this. When you're on doing street evangelism, you're always going to have those, those times where the enemy wants to break in and bring distraction. And you always got to bring it back to the That's point right. of what God is doing and tell that devil, basically, you got to shut up right now and silence the enemy so that you can, you can do what God's called you to do. We started off talking about the atmosphere. And it was in, in the atmosphere, it's everything from the weather to us even trying to get into the city. So we're driving into the city. And right when you get past Mercer Island to go over the floating bridge, uh, our, our, uh, our van starts having car problems and it starts like 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 the transmission starts to go out on us all the way to the point that once we enter into the city and we get off on the exit first gear isn't even working uh, so I have to actually pull over so we had to put it into second gear just to get it into the parking garage and 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 it was just like this weird demonic kind of atmosphere yet in the midst of all that we're seeing people get healed and saved and delivered and um, and here's the crazy part uh, at the end of the day, uh, last night, when we l- went to leave the city, checked all the levels, all the levels were fine, you know, prayed for the van, started up, drove all the way home without one issue. We drove all the way back into the city today, no issues. It was just trying to get into the city yesterday morning. The van starts breaking down. The van doesn't even want to go into the city. It was so crazy. And, that, and that's it. In the midst of the tragedy and heartbreak, I mean, God's presence was just breaking through in a, in a powerful way. And, and not just with salvations, healings, and deliverance, but man, just people getting saturated by the presence of God, the, uh, getting touched so powerfully, uh, weeping, uh, can't stand under the, uh, under the power of God and are going down to the ground. Uh, you guys uh, had a, an incredible uh, testimony. What was that lady's name uh, that you prayed for up there by the, by the tents? Tanya? Yeah. Is that... Yeah. yeah, I think it was Tyra. Is that one? Tyra, you're right, yeah. Yeah, David, you know, David's got an incredible gift just to stop and talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime. So I and think I think he, we need to say, too, that David has been here yeah. since the beginning. 
So David, you were there right from the beginning when it broke out, and you've been there literally almost three weeks. Even at nighttime, you were going in there and ministering to people, which is just, you know, phenomenal, man. I was there on Juneteenth and have been in and out since then. So yeah, about a week and a half, I think, or a little more than that. And you were actually the one that brought us in the first time. So it just really, I mean, having you there helped to kind of, you know, get us in, in in a lot of ways. And the Lord's been using you so powerfully down there for the last several weeks. And it's awesome. It's always awesome just to have him on the team and, and be a part of everything. And bro, can you share, because you were there night after night, and all you were doing was just praying and asking the Lord to, to speak to you. Like you didn't go with any agenda, but the Lord spoke to you as far as um, actually why, why you were there and what you were doing. Would you be willing to share, like? Yeah, um, maybe, maybe the first thing to say is that when I first went that first night, um, and actually, you know what, by the way, I feel like I, I want to give a little uh, shout out here to Jordan McLeod, my friend, because he's actually the first one who encouraged me to go. And he actually preached on the street open air. Come on. One of the only presentations I've heard of the gospel in shop that was an open air style that I really feel was organic and uh, was met with favor for the most part. Not everyone liked it, but a lot of people did. And I, I felt like it was really uh, appropriate. So anyway, he, he had encouraged me. And then I went in with my friend, um, Brad Filler, and the two of us, you know, uh, as we're approaching, you know, I just said to him, I, I, I actually don't want ministry to be a priority right now. I would love to just go into CHOP this evening. Um, and we just want to hear God's heart for these people and for this place. And so that was kind of our first uh, mission was like, let's get a heart for, for what God is doing and, and, and getting his eyes and his ears here. Uh, funnily enough, I, I say this to him, and then as soon as we get there, uh, immediately... I feel led to speak to a, uh, a man who's, uh, I don't are we using names? No. I guess we can tonight because it's kind of, it's all kind of. We'll call over. him Gary. <laughs> Gary? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Not Gary. Uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, one of the, the people there uh, was the first one I talked to, um, my first time in shop, basically. And he ended up being someone who was a, uh, someone that we all saw again and again. Um, and his knee was healed. And uh, so it was, it, was, it was really amazing. Absolutely, and, and the Lord actually spoke to you about you being there um, at, at, at CHOP and that you were, kind of, you were preparing the ground for Charlie to come. And at that time, you knew that Charlie was coming. Right, true. Yeah, I had a dream actually that I was preparing, the, uh, I was preparing something, some kind of ministry venue for, um, for, for Charlie, and I, I didn't actually know what that was about. But, um, you know, the next day or something, I, maybe it was two days later, I felt led to go down and then uh, the next morning after my first night in shop, I saw on Facebook that he was coming. So I thought, huh, it awesome. makes sense. Yeah. Isn't it awesome? Yeah, and David is, is done just incredible. In fact, David was down there um, uh, for, the, I think it was the third shooting. Is that right? Or, or I was, yeah, uh, I think it was. Or the second. You weren't there for one of them, but you were there just before. And then you were there during another. I was there four hours before Juneteenth shooting, uh, where the 19-year-old was lost his life. And then I was there Sunday night uh, when the shooting took place uh, on two different occasions, separated by maybe 30 minutes. Uh, I don't think anyone was injured that night, but I, I was there when gunfire was, was going. Yeah, and then you were there with us on uh, June 29th. Um, and we left at 11, and then I think it was around 3 a.m., 
um, that the fourth and final shooting took place. Yeah, and you know, actually, even that night, you know, I went back home after after uh, on the 29th, after we had finished, and even afterward, I felt like I was supposed to stay awake and and just uh, write, and I don't even remember what I was doing now. I haven't slept a lot. But I, I actually went to bed like right around the time when the shooting happened, and so I wonder, you know, uh, some kind, sometimes this intercessory kind of thing. Uh, I don't know why, but staying awake until something so significant um, maybe has value from a kingdom perspective that we can't always see. Yeah, that's right. So tell, so tell us about the, the, the one person you, you what was the about the um, the girl? Well. Um, when David stopped and was talking with uh, Tyra, she was really pretty hesitant, pretty resistant, uh, so much so that, you know, even when, you know, David, you know, uh, he had a very specific word for her. I don't know if you want to share that, but it, it really opened her up enough to where he said, uh, you know, can I pray for you? And she kind of hesitated, and at that point, I kind of backed up a little bit because um, she really didn't even want you to put your hand on her at first, I think. It was all very awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I backed up a little bit uh, just so she knew, knew uh, Aaron and David and I weren't all going to be, you know, laying hands all over her. And uh, uh, she started praying, and... It really touched her, really opened her up so much so that she felt uh, a desire to share with us a song that she had wrote and written that she said later she'd never shared that before with anyone. And uh, as part of the, in part of the song, it said something about she, she wanted to, uh, all the stuff that she's done, she wanted to the man above to feel that uh, he was proud of her and so I just felt led to tell her you know you know all this stuff that you're doing is not why God's proud of you but he's proud of you because of who you are and that and he's always going to be proud of you and then uh, then Aaron jumped in yeah, it was just powerful, um, and the presence of God came in, and I didn't, it wasn't about what I was saying and what I was praying over her, but uh, to, just to say this again, as soon as the, the, the presence of God just really came and she started, there were people yelling, get these barricades, and just cussing and everything as soon as the presence of God just, just hit, we know he's there, but it, when he, she was getting saturated to the place where, where it was really, really an incredible picture, she was actually just the, the, the tears that were dropping down repeatedly just on her phone. It was so, so beautiful to the place where she really opened up uh, to visit afterwards even. Yeah, and it was even amazing that it went from how resistant she was for us to even lay hands on her at the beginning Till at the end, after she was crying, she wanted to give all of us uh, hugs, uh, mm. which was really just a symbol of how much God had touched her and opened her up. And, you know, it was even so much show. It's kind of like we stuck around a little bit, not really wanting to leave just because of what had taken place there in her. And I think, too, we, we, we should say that every person that we talk to was touched by the power of God yeah. in some way or another. Yeah. I mean, if they, even if they were, they were resistant for us to um, like fully 
get, like give them um, the opportunity to believe in the Lord Jesus as their Savior. Like I remember me and David and um, Alex were speaking to, um, I believe the boy's name was Frankie, because I'll never forget mm-hmm. it, because we started praying for him. And um, I, 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 I had a word of knowledge f- about um, a, a friend of his that had really betrayed him. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, the Holy Spirit w- started, res- you know, opening him up. And you remember that, David, when he said that, you know, his, he, he said, you're right. My friend killed himself two weeks ago. Wow. You remember that? Yeah. And, and even though, you got to understand, even though he's standing there and he's, he's, he's almost resisting. I mean, he, was, he, he didn't believe, you know, he's resisting prayer, but he was still like, I don't know how you know that. And, and just being able to take a word and slip it into his heart and say, I know you're hurting right now. I know that you're, you feel like your friend betrayed you and through this death, but I'm telling you that God has a purpose, he has a plan, he has a destiny for your life, Frankie, and that God is going to come in and heal your broken heart and prophesy that over him and him stand there, you know, um, and visibly look like, yeah, okay, but knowing that something was happening supernaturally in this, in this young man's heart to where... I, I, I believe, and I, I know you guys will probably agree, that in that case, and in so many other cases of people that we talk to, um, they went home that night wherever they laid their head and thought about that encounter that they had had that day. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, I, uh, I was, you know, we walked, here's the thing, you guys, like we walked that thing, the, the chop, from head to toe, um, all day, <laughs> maybe not all day, but like, yeah, I don't know. I would say we put maybe a good 30 hours in or something since Sunday night. And, um, and we just walk it and you get to know the, the people, you get to know names, you get to know situations and you got to know the layout of the park to the degree that when, when we were watching footage on the news and, and like we knew when the news was getting it wrong, like there's a bunch of different stories and stuff that's out there on the news and it's just wrong. Like the reporters don't really have any idea uh, what, what was happening in there because they weren't really allowed in there and uh, versus we got to, we got to minister to uh, Rio on the very first on the very first night. Which he was on Fox News yeah. this morning. If you were watching uh, the news, nationwide news last night and this morning, his face was all over the news. Um, uh, the, his right hand, the, the gal that was with him uh, that we had several conversations with all over. So like we were walking back and forth. So anyways, we're, we're walking yesterday and, uh, and, I, and I see this guy uh, yelling, yelling at David, which is weird because nobody really yells at David. Because David doesn't really, David's just out there, like, his, his whole thing is like, uh, hey, how can I serve you? How can I pray for you? And actually, a lot of times, David is just sitting there listening to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that seems like David's ministry is, the dude just sits there and listens to people and just loves people. And so, here I see... And the guy was handing out pizza. You're handing out pizza. Like, you know, pa, you know pepperoni pizza to people that were, were hungry. That's incredible. I had talked to him a week and a half prior and asked if I could pray, pray for him. The uh, same guy that... Yeah, so it, it, he actually kind of mixed it up a little bit, to be honest, uh, because, well, let me explain. He, he actually had received uh, some, when uh, Jeff and I 
uh, we, we walked up to him and, and asked if we could pray for him and then it kind of turned into this weird debate and then, you know, uh, moved on with our lives, never thought I'd ne necessarily see him again. Okay, wow. I said hi to him here and there, you know, as we passed because I did actually run into him a couple times but I never had a real conversation up until uh, yesterday and I, I approached him thinking like, you know, I don't want to have a debate. I, I probably am not going to do ministry for this person but I'll sure. at least be cordial. So I just kind of walked up, you know, how you doing? what's going on, and, and then he started asking me a question, like a question, I answered the question, and then the questions kind of got a little bit more and more incrementally, uh, like almost looking for trouble, uh, asking me about, you know, the, what our agenda was there and stuff like that, so. Yeah, and it was pretty crazy because, um, so, uh, like, so I got, I, I was like, <laughs> you know, I need to rescue David. David didn't need rescuing, but I was just like, hey, like. I I'm needed like, rescuing. I, I needed rescuing. I stepped in because I was like, dude, why are you yelling? Like, stop. You know, like, stop. You don't need to yell at this guy. Like, like you're, you know, stop, right? And, um, and then Charlie came over. And, um, and so we, 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 you know, we, we got into it. I mean, we don't, we don't go out there to debate people. And yet this guy was just very confrontational. And he wanted to create a scene. And so I'd be like, bro, stop. Stop with the yelling. Like, that's not what we're doing. I'm not yelling, so you don't need to yell. Like, let's not. But he was trying to create, he was trying to make us out to be like gay haters. And, um, and, uh, and, 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 and the reason why I bring this up is because there was this moment where he says to me, he goes, all right, so you tell me, what must I do to atone for all the sodomy that I've been involved with throughout my life? And I got to be honest, I've never been, I've been pastoring for 12 years, and I've never been asked that question. Like, what do I have to do to atone? And, uh, and I was like, nothing. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, bro, uh, Jesus has done it all. Like, Jesus, uh, on the cross, he took all of your sexual sin on himself. And there, therefore, there's nothing you can do to atone for your sin. It's already been done. And he goes, this is awesome. He goes, you guys must be some, part of some sort of weird, like, non-denominational church because you ain't no, like, normal Christian, okay? He's like, <laughs> and I was like, no, no, bro, like, this is, this is the Bible. This is the Bible. On the cross, Jesus has done it all. You can't save yourself. Jesus has already, Jesus has done it. And yeah, there's not one thing that you can do to be saved. Yeah. There's nothing you can do in yourself. Jesus Christ paid the price for you. It doesn't matter what sin you have committed. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. The moment that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. He doesn't look at what you had done 10 years ago, even 5 minutes or 30 seconds before you gave your life to Jesus and confessed Him openly. The Lord erases all that stuff. And for Him... That was impossible. It was awesome. He goes, you think that, uh, you think gays go to hell? I said, I don't think gays go to hell, and I don't think straights go to heaven. I think, I think that sinners, you know, that we are all sinners, and we are all, all in need of salvation. And it was just so, it was so much fun to be able to, like, separate the difference between religion and relationship with the Lord. And it was like, it was breaking his little, his, his grid. It was breaking his, his paradigm for what, a, for what a Christian, Republican, like, this political, like, it was like, no, it's Jesus. It was, it was really, it was awesome. Because that's the thing. I, I, I want a lot of people to understand. We did not go down preaching, that's right. uh, you know, a 
a political party. We did not talk with people about governmental issues. In fact, when they would try to bring it up, we would say, no, 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 we're not here for that. We're here to tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ and how he changed our life and what he did on the cross matters, not just for what he's done for my life, but and I want you to know that, but what he can also do for your life, no matter where you're at, no matter where you find yourself in this moment, because every person without Jesus is a broken man, but Jesus Christ was broken on the cross so that we could be made whole and that's what we were talking about and it was almost disarmed so many people it it, it literally disarmed people when you're like no we're not we're not here to talk to you about government we're not here to talk to you about any of you know those issues and in what life matters because we believe all lives matter and we're just here to tell you that Jesus loves you you know, and that and I, that disarmed so many people. Yeah, and yeah, and, and it was interesting because he said, "How dare you? How dare you, Christians, come up here to Capitol Hill, which is a place where where there are gays, lesbians, transgender?" And I said, "You know, we're not we're not up here because of the GLBTQ thing. We're up here because of Chop." And he goes, "No, it's the same thing. Black Lives Matter and the GLBTQ is the same thing." I said, well, you better tell them that because I literally saw people climbing chain leak fences and tearing down rainbow flags uh, to throw them in the garbage. And, uh, and so you better go tell them that uh, because they don't, they don't see themselves in, in the same thing. And I think that's just something else. The reason why I say it is because, again, there's just this big kind of narrative on the news right now that it's just all the, all the same kind of, kind of thing. And, and, it, and, and, it, and it's not. And it, there's kind of like this, this pushing of an agenda. But when we were, we were there, we've been there since Sunday night. And I can tell you, there's not much of, of, a, of an agenda inside a chop. There's just a bunch of very hurting people looking for fathers and mothers. In fact, um, I, it'd be great if, David, if you could talk about the relationship that you built with a woman that God really called there uh, to be a mother and how the Lord was able to use her and, and, and how the Lord was able to use you to minister to her. Because that's, that's quite a story. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, interactions or relationships that was developed at CHOP was this, um, these two women, actually. One of them I met, uh, I felt led to go to this tent last week and uh, I was with a new friend, and uh, uh, Roman, that was his name, Roman and I, we walked up to this tent, which uh, some of the, I guess you can say, uh, people with some authority in shop, they were sitting there. But I felt led to go up and just ask them, you know, um, about, uh, you know, what can white people do to help right now? And, and we start building this conversation, dialogue, and it turns into... Um, after quite a long time, we end up talking with uh, a, a woman who is sitting here. Turns out she's a believer. She's been to A.A. A. Allen, and uh, I'm forgetting the other guy's name now, but um, these revivalists, Oral Roberts, that's who it was. Um, and we start to kind of build this, like, connection because, you know, we, we have some shared history there and uh, uh, become friends, I suppose, with this woman. She ends up uh, now on... Monday, I suppose it was. Was that Monday? Yeah. 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 Um, I see her walk past us on Monday several days later, and uh, she has her arm in a cast, uh, the same woman, and I'm 
surprised because her arm wasn't in a cast a few days ago. So, you know, we go up to her, we, we pray. You had a, a dream, I suppose, that may have, may have applied to her about healing her arm. And so we talk to her and she's with this other woman. And this other woman, we, we connect with her. And so these two ladies ended up being uh, maybe two of my closest relationships out of everyone that I met in CHOP. Um, and both of them were believers. And in fact, the second woman uh, that we got introduced to on Monday, um, she's like this real Bible-believing, fiery Christian, uh, even, in, even to such an extent that the day before yesterday, uh, excuse me, the, the night before last, she was pacing the whole perimeter. Uh, late at night, I was there after 10 p.m., I can't remember what time, and, uh, and, and we're moving barricades, and I'm kind of honestly helping helping out a little bit uh you know <laughs> David's totally an accomplice like <laughs> he was the guy was setting up barriers and blockades and moving weapons <laughs> oh it was fun it was fun and it was purely defensive so you know anyway that's what I had I actually had a dream that uh people were moving stuff around and so I kind of thought you know maybe I gotta I say help. bro when you weren't texting me back this morning we all thought you were arrested I, we were like I think David's in jail I <laughs> Sorry about for interrupting you. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the, the reason I go into that is that I'm moving these barriers, and I, I see uh, this woman, uh, I suppose I can call her the mother of encouragement. I think she called, excuse me, missionary of encouragement is what she called herself. Um, she, yeah. you know, believes that God commissioned her as a missionary of encouragement was the title that she used for Amazing. herself. And, uh, and I think that's a legitimate call, you know, and she's in this place and this night when uh, they're all preparing as if war's about to happen, honestly, um, really bunkering down all around the East Precinct there. That at that point, they had basically moved all of CHOP just in this one block uh, on the East Precinct and just defending this one territory and basically said, forget about the rest in, in a lot of ways. Um, and so I'm putting up barriers. I see her. I say, how you doing? She says, oh, you know, I'm good. How are you? And then she tells me that, you know, I'm actually, uh, to tell the truth, I'm actually pacing up and down here and I'm praying and interceding over this ground um, because I don't want more life lost. And so, you know, that's just a crazy testimony in itself that here's a, a woman, a Bible-believing Christian who's in the very center of this area. And in fact, um, uh, she has favor with, with the people there and they actually specifically said to her and invited her to come and put her tent in this very, like, centralized location. Uh, because they appreciated her covering um, and her, uh, they called her mama. And so I, I use the word covering because in, they very literally called her mama. Um, and uh, yeah, so she was actually there uh, right, you know, 10 feet. I think Darren might have shared earlier 10 feet from uh, where one of these young kids, teenagers, was, was shot on Monday. Was that Monday night? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this morning, so this morning, uh, I wake up to a bunch of text messages on my phone, and the text messages are of pictures, and, and uh, friends and family of mine are texting me, that starting at 5 a.m., that the police have gone in and reclaimed that Capitol Hill area. So I go downstairs and turn on the TV, and there's, there's Mama, and she's being interviewed by, by, by the press, and she's like, it's been crazy up here. And, like, and it's pretty amazing because there she was right in the middle of it and not condoning it and not saying that the movement is amazing. Like, she was just very, very honest. And, yet she, and, uh, and what she said is, when George Floyd called out, Mom, I want my mom, uh, she said that was a call to moms all across the nation 
that it's time to come out and to start to be moms for all these boys that need moms. And that's when she, that's when she headed to, uh, uh, to Seattle. And that's, that, that's when she, because she goes, here are all these people and they're motherless. And so I'm going to go there. I'm going to be a mom. Wow. That's, yeah, that's heartbreaking, man. And you know, and you know, Darren, like, um, right before we left that day, we actually stopped and we went and got a coffee. Praise Jesus. And, and um, as, we were, as we were kind of regrouping, we were trying to, trying to think like, well, is there anything left for us to do today? And it just felt like, no, it's finished. Because the, we get on Sunday night, and it's like the height of everything. And now we're starting to see like, guys, it, it was like, it was coming down, you know what I mean? And, and I remember telling you, you know, I just feel like we're supposed to walk back through the area yeah. and just pray in the Holy Ghost yeah. and just seal everything that was done today. Yeah. And, and also, I want to say to everybody that, that prayed, everybody yeah, that has been praying for us, this is, was one of the most demonically charged places that I have personally ever been in. And I have been to the border of Syria, Pakistan, uh, nations in, in, on the continent of Africa that were in civil war. And I have never felt such a, I, the only way I could describe it, and I told, told Jeremiah this, is that it was like a lunatic spirit that at any moment anything could transpire and we felt the entire time your prayers that's right those that are around the world yeah. literally we i was getting messages from people all over the world whether it was in asia the middle east the continent of africa even south america saying we're praying for you we're covering we're right. we're, we're releasing angels we're praying the holy spirit covers you you know i know our parents were covering us i mean there were things that would have easily went south at any given moment but because of people's prayers we were able to literally go in there and just just dem i believe demolish darkness yeah. and so we walk out of chop that day like boom it's sealed it's finished yeah and yeah and then you wake up in the morning and and you know we're, we're getting all these messages it's on fox news it's on cnn it's on you know and all this stuff is like they've went in they're starting to clear it out it was amazing it was it was so amazing and so we went in this morning thinking it's over we're just going to go in and, and take some pictures of them i mean of the like before and after, like, it, uh, you know, and um, so we went down there not really expecting much. And one of the first things that we started doing is we started just walking by the police officers at the various entrances into CHOP. And we just started applauding them yeah. and thanking them for being there and telling them it's so good to see them. Uh, one of the police officers apologized. He said, I, we're, we're sorry it took us so long to get back here. And we just said, you know, I, I let one of them know, I, I said, hey, we're praying for your funding, believing that your, your funding's not going to get cut. And they're like, appreciate, like, and, and just like, whenever we bless the police today, you just see their chest kind of come up a bit and, and you, we could feel there was a noticeable shift uh, walking onto the ground, like just, just arriving there and just walking on the ground. Some, it, you, don't, you don't even need a gift of discernment to feel the shit. I mean, it, it's, it, was, it was just radical, the difference just in the, in the spirit, uh, just being in the area today. 
Yeah, and that's what I, we immediately said to each other. We were like, the atmosphere is, you know, people talk about a shift in the spirit and the atmosphere and the climate uh, of an area. And I'm telling you, when we walk down there today, you could feel that the shift had taken place and that something had transpired in the realm of the spirit. And, and it felt like it was just, you know, that the chop had been chopped. And, and that it had come to an end. It was night and day. And so we get right to the very, the only place where they're allowing protesters to protest. We get to this area and there's protesters there. The media is there. It's, it's like, it's, it's fairly intense. People are right on the front line. They're cursing the police. They're spitting on the police. And so we just start prayer walking the front line. Like we're going back and forth. Praying in tongues. Speaking in tongues out loud. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we see the one guy on the front line, he's got his mask on, and he's got a broke foot. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> so Charlie goes, I want, to pray for, I want to pray for that guy. So I tapped the guy on the shoulder. I said, hey, can we pray for you? Now, you've got to realize there's a whole line of police, the media, and then we want to pray for this guy's broken foot. Yeah, and, they're, and, and listen, guys, they're, they're cursing, they're swearing at the police, the guy's there with his crutches. He's, he's, you know, he's going at the police. And, and Darren comes up and just taps him. <laughs> like, and, 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 and what, what are you, you said something to Darren about like, inter, like we were interfering their frequencies. So we would, we would totally well, yeah. break up the demonic frequencies and we would just like release peace, release the presence of God, release the Holy Spirit. And it was throwing off like their anger even. Yeah, because we're going to tell a couple stories about the front lines and what happened there, uh, praying for people. But I'm telling you, um, that like, and we'll get there, but it's almost like after we, we would target key people that were disruptors on the front line and we would pray for them. And then their, their disposition would so radically change that they would go from being loud, like an obnoxious, to just completely quiet, and they would just move to the side. We saw the decibel, the actual audible, like decibel level, the volume dropped down. At one point, it was like quiet. Like nobody was, and, I, and that's when I looked at Charlie, and I was like, it's like we just, we just changed their radio station. <laughs> it was crazy. And so then the guy literally looks at us, and, he, and he's, he's like, no, you're not praying for me. And, and just like God's divine timing that he always does a man that Gary that yeah Gary that we had prayed for one one of the team had prayed for walks right in front of where the tape is at and you're like hey didn't you get prayer like tell this guy that he needs to let us pray for him because you you God did something for you. And Gary starts testifying, dude, yes, let these guys pray for you. They're, they, they're carrying healing power. There's something in their hands. Gary is the guy that David prayed for, and the hidden cameras in CHOP, like, picked it up, and the guy's wife was watching her husband get prayed for on the streets of CHOP by David. His knee gets radically healed. It's still healed. This guy won't let us pray for his knee. Gary walks by at that same exact moment. I said, 
Gary, tell this guy how Jesus healed your knee. He goes, and we got it all on video. Michael has, has his camera out recording the whole thing. This guy starts telling his testimony to this other guy. And so he lets Char- Charlie start praying. Right on the front line, though, you guys, listen. Right on the front line, <laughs> as they're screaming and yelling and going at it, the guy's like God is back toward, uh, turned from the police facing this guy face to face and saying, this, the, this is what happened to me. They prayed for me. My knee was healed. You need to let them pray for you right now. In so, the middle of the cold chaos. So Charlie starts praying and we don't even know it, but Como News is right behind us and they're live. <laughs> so you've got all the police officers, you've got the caution tape, and you've got Charlie bent over, <laughs> praying for this guy's foot on, on live TV. And the news lady, guys, listen, the news lady, <laughs> this is what we have to understand. And I want you to listen to me very carefully. The news people, they don't care what's going on. They're just there to get the footage. They want, they, they're, they're not there. They don't care for either side. They're just there getting right. the footage. Because I walked up to that lady and, the, and I started telling her, I said, we've been inside of there. We've been praying for people for three solid days. And you could see that she was visibly upset that I had just prayed for that guy right there on the front, on the front line. And she was like, you know, she started telling me, I, you know, about the mask thing because I wasn't wearing a mask <laughs> and I uh, wasn't ever putting on a mask. And, and so and she was upset because, I, I, you know, I was telling her, hey, we've actually been in there. Not just, we don't have just our cameras out. But we've actually connected with these people, and, this, and there's been miracles that have been happening. Yeah. We were over there in that camp, and we, we saw a boy nearly OD on heroin, and God, you sure, remember we true. walked up on it's that true. boy. Were you, were you there? I, I was there. Lord, Lord Dottie brought you over to that yeah, guy. Yeah, Lord Dottie said, come and pray for this guy. The guy is literally looking like he's comatose state, almost dead. No, like his heartbeat, it's like, is this guy even alive? And we start praying for him. And I'm telling the lady, and she doesn't want to have, I'm, I'm like, listen, you, up there, there was people shooting up heroin, right. almost dying. And we're out there praying for people. We've been seeing miracles and people have been getting saved. And, and that's what's been really happening the past few days. And she was like having none of it. Yeah, she's like, yeah, and you can put on a mask. You, you need to get your mask on right now. Yeah. You know? And so I want to I, I say that because there's so much false information that is going on. They're not telling the truth about things that are really that are really even happening, and I imagine at some of these other places that there are uh, disruptances, that there are people that are breaking in, and there's miracles, there's healings happening, and I know that. I mean, I feel like the next thing that breaks out, I just want to get on a plane and go and go to another one because it's yeah. you, you just see what God's doing. Yeah, and, and the same thing. If you watch the news today, you would saw all these protests, all these people. You would think that those were the chop people. You would think that those were the people that have been living in chop and and that and and guys, we've been there since we've been there since Sunday night. And there were people there on the front lines that were in chop, but I would say maybe like five to seven actual. You know, the majority of those people showed up because the media was there, because the police were there, and they're basically opportunists jumping in at the last, you know, and so it's kind of like, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. Kinda. And there would be people there that we hadn't seen the entire week suddenly show up, and they're trying to stoke the crowd, like trying to get everything riled up 
trying to get people to attack the police. Yeah, a bunch of people came and in. And we had never riot, seen them before. With riot gear on. Uh, they've got knee pads on. They've got um, ear, ear protection. eye. Pro so they're, they're coming in ready to riot, coming in ready. And they have nothing to do with, um, with like, Black Lives Matter or with, you know, like, it, like it has nothing to do with, like, race. Like, the, the opportunists just start coming in ready to just to jump in and just start promoting anarchy. Uh, Aaron, you, you were praying for that guy there um, just off to the, the front lines, and it looked like Jesus was doing something so, so cool, but I didn't get to hear what, what happened there. Yeah, he's got an absolutely incredible testimony. Uh, the night that those two uh, got shot on a Monday night and killed, uh, he was actually, uh, he, was, he was offered a couch to sleep on. He was telling me his testimony, and he said he had a check in his spirit. These are his words. He said he had a check in his spirit, so instead of sleeping on the soft couch, he slept on the asphalt. He woke up to gunfire, and that couch had been hit. If he would have been on, the, on that couch, he, wow. would have, he would have died. And so he was wide open. Wow. And I was praying for this guy, and uh, just absolutely incredible. He was getting freedom. He was getting deliverance. Wow. Uh, the presence of God was coming in, just saturating him. Come on. And uh, to the place where I had to hold him up because people were coming by saying, dude, what are you doing, or is he okay? And, uh, and when awesome. they went by, he's down on the ground, and he's, he's crying and, oh. and just speaking into his destiny and, and telling him, that, you know, that the Lord's got a plan for him. And, and uh, I end up praying for him again, and the same thing, the presence of God came in, and, and he was just so powerfully encountered. And, uh, you, you know, he has a destiny. And so many people that we're talking to, they don't even have it. They didn't even know. They didn't even know that God loved them. I'm telling you, we're in America right now, and we're thinking that everybody knows about Jesus, that right, everybody right, knows. Right. And I'm telling you that they don't, and they need you and me. If not us, who's going to do it? If not now, when? I mean, what are we waiting for right now? That's what we were talking about. I mean, it's so important right now that, that just what Charlie said, when these things are taking place, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our job to get out there on the front lines. It's that's our job right. to transform these atmospheres just in the few days that we were here yeah, from right. Sunday to now. We could tell such an incredible difference. And, and we had just today was so powerful. We had a guy, too, that got uh, shot by a beanbag. Is that what yeah. you said? Uh, uh, Anton there. Yeah. He had got shot with a beanbag right in his, like, upper thigh. One of those, uh, one of those rubber bullet things, right? Rubber bullet, beanbag. Yeah. I don't know. It was a big old bruise on there, and he, uh, he, he didn't really want prayer, but uh, then he's like, oh, yeah, my leg's kind of hurting, and so we started praying for him. Yeah, we just asked him. We said, hey, man, you got any pain in your body? And he says, man, what, you can pick up that kind of stuff? And we said, man, so, so what, what's going on? And he said, yeah, he told us that story. So we go ahead and we pray for him. He's like, whoa, whoa. I said, check it out, man. We pray for him, release the healing power of God in Jesus' name. And he starts moving this thing around. He's like, whoa, and his friends are watching now. His friends are watching. He's just kicking this thing around. Whoa. And I said, he said, all right, so let's pray for you again. And the presence of God comes in. And you can tell he's like, man, I feel that. And he just kept moving all over. He's like, what's going on? Uh, to the place where uh, we say, what a, you know, we talked to him. And he, he had stage two cancer he was diagnosed with. And so we pray again, and I'm telling you that, that he was getting freedom, he was getting deliverance, he was getting set free from that spirit of cancer, and, the, and, and God was touching him so powerfully, his friend's sitting next to him, and he says, man, this is for real. He says, I know, I saw you, I saw what was going on. And he go, I said, man, what about you? Do you have any pain in your body? 
And uh, he, says, uh, he says, yeah, I broke my foot a year ago, and it's still in pain to this day. And so we pray for him, and uh, he, he says, he says I, I, we step back and we say, so what's going on? He says, man, the pain is completely gone. And I said, man, do you know Jesus? And he didn't know Jesus. And so we, get, we give him the two-minute gospel, and he wasn't ready yet, but I'm telling you, it's our job. We've got to be in there sowing and watering. God's going to bring the Come increase, on. but we've got to be out in the harvest field. That's the thing about this week that we've got to see that the harvest is ripe. I'm telling you, we need to lift up our eyes and look on the fields. We need to get out in the harvest field. Pray that the Lord would send those laborers out. I'm telling you, encounter after encounter, just like Charlie said, in the most demonically charged atmosphere that I have ever been in, the presence of God shows up. And I'm telling you, the darkness was fleeing. It didn't matter what the enemy was throwing at us. We were seeing breakthrough in people's lives. We were seeing people saved, healed, and delivered. And God's love was just transforming these people one right after another yeah it was i i, I think is one like it was one of the best conference is okay it's, it's almost like going to one of the best conferences that you've ever gone to but it was hosted in an insane asylum it was like <laughs> it was like uh salvations healings full-on demonic deliverances and it was like uh, if you if you're praying for somebody for healing they were going to get healed if you're praying for someone for deliverance, they're going to get delivered. There's so much grace there because of the darkness that was there. It was, it was, uh, it was just, it was so easy to do ministry. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about one of the leaders that we got an opportunity to pray for, which we, we released, um, you know, that video footage. And listen, if you're watching this right now, um, I just want to encourage you and uh, Get the, we want this to get out to as many people as possible because we want to encourage others to go out and begin to hit the streets and win people for the Come Lord. On. So if you can share this broadcast, share it in some of the groups that you are um, a part of on Facebook and, and just get the word out because we want to inspire you guys to go out and do it. You know, that's what, that's what it's all about, just going out and sharing the gospel. And so there's Rick which Rick was, I mean, everybody knows Rick. All right, if you watch any of the news footage from Seattle today, you'll see a guy right on the front lines with, uh, with a little green megaphone, and sticking out of his back waistline is a handgun. And we, uh, we've seen Rick all weekend since Sunday night. He's the head of security for CHOP, and I was actually surprised to see that he hadn't been arrested, actually. Uh, because he, he was a major part of the, of the CHOP security, which is armed. And so it was surprising to see, but he was right on the very front lines there with a megaphone. Just, just and, and charging that crowd like crazy when we were showing up. I mean, they, they're it, getting things riled up, just going, walking back and forth and just talking, to, you know. Really stuff. out of control. Yeah, out of the control, just going wild. And so, um, so we walked up to him, and uh, you know, while he's while he's just going for it, and we we get his attention, we're like, hey, hey, hey. And he's like, what's up, guys? And we're like, hey, can we pray for you? He's like, sure. So we thought he was just gonna have us pray for him right there, but he grabs Charlie and I, and then he he leaves his post, and he and he and he goes all the way to the very back of the crowd, and he's like, let's pray. Yeah. And so then me and Darren, and then and then. Uh uh, Jeremiah, you walked up. We all started praying for him, and the power of God, you guys, hits him. We start praying the peace of God over him. We start praying in tongues over him. Holy Spirit, touch this man right now. You know, just just uh, binding up uh, anger and and and. and 
everything that was, you know, things that were going on in his heart. We just started binding that stuff and releasing the peace of God, releasing the presence of the Holy Spirit upon him, asking God to just fill him. And, and he was being visibly touched where he's just literally like bowing over and like people all around that were even just taking pictures, like out there photographers, just taking pictures. All kinds, all kinds of photographers came around and just started just shooting. Just like, you could hear the cameras just... And, and yeah, and, and he's visibly getting touched as we're releasing the peace of God on him and, and just basically seeding him with a new message. That's what I felt like we were doing, is like he's, you know, talking anger, you know, all this stuff, and we just say, no, 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 the peace of God over you, the presence of Jesus in you. We just decree and declare that, that God's touching you right now. And he's like, he's getting rocked, getting wow. rocked. Wow. And, 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 and it was an amazing moment. It's, it's almost like he got saved. Uh, his message actually changed. And so he just, he goes, guys, I'm so tired. He goes, I am so tired. And he said, well, it's time, it's time to rest, bro. It's time to rest. And he just, he went off over to the side and he just stood there and he just watched everything that's taking place. He did go back and he did get back on his blowhorn, but this time it was different. And now he started saying, not all cops are bad, you guys. Yeah. And, and he's like, we've got to stop, we've got to stop cursing and we've got to stop spitting. We've got to treat these guys with respect. So he was still it was like he got saved. Yeah, and he was saying, we need peace in this place. We're not going to riot. We're not going to do any of that, you know. We're peaceful. We're peaceful. And he just started releasing the peace of God, the very words that we had seated in him just, you know, five minutes before. He's now preaching over his microphone, his blowhorn, to the rest of the crowd. It was awesome. It's amazing to hear you say that because I don't know if I heard him the first time when he was a little bit more, uh, you know, riling things up. But when I heard him, he was saying some of the things, not all cops are bad, and, and some things that people got angry at him with because he wasn't radical enough. And, uh, and then someone actually was kind of, a, they, they called him Officer Rick oh, a couple wow. of times, like as an accusation. And it's just amazing to see the peace that he was actually uh, dealing out afterward. Wow. So that yeah, that, that 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 is so awesome. That is so cool. So amazing, and that and and you could feel in that moment when he's standing up there, uh, you know, he he's releasing the peace. And even remember that young man that tried to come and break the tape and was going to go across the thing. He ends up carrying him off. And just saying, like, no, we're not here to do that. Yeah. We're not doing that. And and it was just he you kept could that kid feel, from getting arrested. Yeah. yeah. And every time it would get stirred, it would try to get stirred again. Even when there was people like angry, they were trying to get angry at Rick. Like, no, like going at it, you know. Um, we would just start walking through the crowd again and just praying in tongues. And it would seem like it would be, it would start to go go crazy and then it would just it would die down again in fact at one point there was the clash of the megaphones so here you have two guys uh, uh two 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 black guys with megaphones and there's rick declaring peace and then there's another guy declaring war and the new guy that came on the scene trying to stir up strife and war he was the guy that shut down the entire intersection for eight minutes and 45 seconds he came in and, and he was just on and there was this both there was this clash and it was and it was and it was actually it was actually really amazing um, 
just to see what the Lord did. There was like the contrast. There was light and, and darkness, and it was, it was, it was powerful. And so uh, skip a beat. Uh, David comes up to me. He's like, hey, Darren, you know, pray for this kid. And so what, what happened there? Like, what, who, who was that guy? Because that was really a cool moment, too. Well, actually, what happened, I was standing in the crowd, and uh, Mama, the missionary of encouragement, walked up to me, <laughs> and she asked me, hey, uh, there's a group of us, I can't remember who was there, I know Mike Kubisky, I can't remember who else, we're standing there, and she says, hey, uh, you know, this friend of mine, uh, the trumpeter, she calls him, uh, he was arrested this morning, and I'd, I'd ask you to intercede for him. And so he, uh, he, was, in, he was arrested this morning when the police took the, the chop back. And then she, she says to her friend, she calls over this young man, uh, maybe my age, a young white man, and, and he comes over on his little uh, scooter thing. And, uh, and she says, hey, this is his friend, so uh, will you show him the charges that were made against, uh, against this uh, trumpeter kid? So he pulls out his phone, shows me the charges that were against, that were against him, and I just start to pray uh, with uh, scooter guy, his name is Anthony on my left, and missionary of encouragement on my right. And I just start to plead the blood of, of Jesus over this uh, kid who was arrested this morning. I felt led actually to, to ask the Lord that he would drop all the charges against him. And, uh, and we just agreed in prayer over that, pled the blood of Jesus over him, and that he would be led into truth. Because uh, we believe he had a good heart, whether or not you know, he was fully whatever. So this is all happening. And then I, I feel kind of, I start talking to Anthony. I feel led to, to ask, hey, is it okay if we, you know, uh, I think I asked him what his faith was. I don't remember exactly, but what was amazing is that um, I, I uh, start to share about um, a healing that happened yesterday, and he's just amazed, like, wow, I've, I, I'm amazed that, that this person was healed yesterday, and, uh, and that testimony was amazing. I believe you, that there's truth in your voice or whatever. And I say, hey, is it okay if we pray for you? And he says, yes, is it okay if, we, if I bring you to my friends? Because it's not just me, there's some others. Can we pray for you? He says, yes, I bring them over to Darren and, uh, and, and Mike, and then uh, the three of us pray for him. And I don't remember, you, you can pick up there. I can't remember everything you said. Yeah, so we just prayed for him, and then we did, and the Lord was touching him, and then we asked him what he was feeling, and he just said, I, I feel clean, I feel clean. And then we said, that's, that's Jesus. That's not just a feeling. That's, that's Jesus. And you can keep that feeling. And then we just kind of began to just explain to him the gospel and the difference between um, religion and relationship. And he actually said that he had never, he had never been told that before. And he, he said, actually, can you tell me more about that, the difference between religion and relationship with Jesus? So we did. And then I said, hey, bro, would you like to invite Jesus and his spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, to come so that you can tell the difference between the holy and the profane. So you can tell the difference because we went into this whole thing on gates, you know, that you're, because he actually said, he's like, we're like receptors, right, to spirits and stuff. I was like, that's right. <laughs> I was like, you know, you are a gate and you just opened your gate to the Holy Spirit. You know, that's why you're feeling this. And, but it's important, you know, that you invite Jesus to come in. And that you protect, you protect, would you like to do that? And he was like, yes. And so, um, so we, we, we prayed uh, the sinner's prayer. And he, and he just prayed it. And there was like tears in his eyes. And I forget what he said, you know, when we were done praying. But He was emotional and definitely moved. He said, you guys are so, you care. That's what he said. You care so much. And he just was so amazed that us Christians were, were so full of love and, and that we were here to, to display that. 
That was awesome. The presence of the Lord was actually so strong there. And we're right on the front line, the caution tape, right, the police, all the screaming, and all we could feel was just the overwhelming love of God. It was, just, it was so cool. It was, that was such a highlight, such a peak moment. Yeah, and you know, I, when we were leaving, I wanted to talk about this because there was a, a, a guy that I had met on the very first night that we were there. Um, at when that kid was tearing up the memorial, mm. I started talking to this guy. Very, um, I would say, very analytical. Yep. Didn't know what we were doing there. What do you mean? You're Christians and you're here? Like, totally turned off. You remember, you remember this guy? And I won't say his name, but um, in, in so much so that he wanted to be six feet away. Like, while I'm talking to him, like, hey, man, don't, don't come to, so close. And... I saw those walls breaking down each and every day until today when we were, we were leaving. We were like, me and you were like, hey, we're going to walk around here. And it's so incredible just the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding every single one of our steps because we're just walking around and there he is can I say in this on, corner. Can go I ahead. Go, go, because go, go, you go. were like, let's go see if we can go down through here. And I, and I was like, no, we can't. Because it's got caution tape, so you can't go through there. And Charlie was like, I don't know, but let's just go see. And I was like, no, bro, there's tape. And Charlie was like, I, but I don't see the tape. I was like, no, it's down lower, bro. So we, we go down, we look, and sure enough, there's caution tape down lower. And, and Charlie's like, yeah, I know, but let's just, and I was like, bro, what's going on? And there's this kid sitting there, and he turns around, and he sees us. You know, and I'm like, I'm ready to go. It's been a long week. It's been, yeah, a, long, yeah, it's been yeah. a long day. So I'm like, all right, let's go. And, he, and he's like, hey, he recognizes Charlie. Well, Charlie recognizes him. He's like, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that because it was just such a miracle that, we're, that, that Charlie wanted to. There's so many alleys in Seattle. Charlie hasn't been attracted to any other alleys. <laughs> Charlie's not like, hey, let's go explore down here. Like, no, Charlie, like we'd be, you know what I'm saying? And so it's so weird that you were so attracted to that alley. And there was this guy. He's just sitting there, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and he turns around and, and, you know, you could tell that he was like more open than ever before. He's like, he goes, man, you're still here. And I say, yeah, dude, we're still here. We came down, you know, we're, we're praying for people still. And then, you know, he, he's wanting to like uh, connect on, on, on social media and he, you just tell that he's totally open and we're about to walk away. And actually it, I had said, you know, well, bless you, we'll see you later. Because for the first few days, he's totally closed off from any kind of prayer. And now uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to say goodbye to him and I'm like this close and I noticed Hey, he's not telling me to, you know, hey, 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 stay six feet away. <laughs> he's like, he's, you know, he's shaking hands and saying, all right, like that. And as we turn to walk away, the Holy Spirit says, where are you going? This is a moment. This is, an, this is, a, this is a destiny encounter for this guy right now. Wow. Don't, don't pass this moment, wow. you know. And I know that a lot of you guys, you felt that while we were out there this week, like, you felt the Holy Spirit like calls you to turn around and go back for that one person. And I just took another shot and said, hey man, do you care if we pray for you right now? I know that you didn't want us to pray earlier, but will you let us pray? Cause we're about to leave. And he says, he says, actually, yes. 
He goes, I have pain through my whole body. Yeah. And that's when he, he totally opened up to us and began to tell us his past and like where he was at in his life right now. And uh, we got the opportunity to pray for him and, and God touched him. And he didn't even understand really fully what was going on. He just said, I feel tingling all through my whole body. And you knew that the Lord had done something to him. And I believe that the Lord healed him and is going to continue to heal him. And we prayed, you and I, Darren, prayed for him and said, you know, Jesus loves you and he's going to reveal himself to you. And you're, going to be, you're being healed right now. And it is going to be a sign to know that Jesus is alive. And in that moment, you could tell that something happened to him in his heart. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, I think that hopefully this will inspire so many people watching that if your city has chaos, that's just it, like crazy, demonic, political, media driven, whatever chaos, you, you, you can do, you can do a couple different things. You can sit there and complain about it on Facebook. You can sit there and complain about it with your friends. You can sit there and be like, this is just some sort of conspiracy. You can sit there and do a lot of things. Or you don't have to sit there. You can get, now I realize we didn't, we didn't really open this up because people, literally we saw a guy, uh, like, like we, we saw a guy get punched in the nose randomly his nose broken, blood going everywhere. We had a guy uh, swinging a, ma a machete around, uh, like, like so close to us. Um, we saw uh, weapons, guns, um, uh, um, uh, AR-15s, uh, shotguns, people, people hitting uh, garbage cans with handguns. Knives, you know, large knives. Uh, so holes to, to beat people and there would be random you guys gotta understand we would just be walking down and suddenly somebody would just get just jumped I mean it was like you for no rhyme or reason people were going crazy full on uh, demonic manifestations like the lady in the center of the of the road nobody's even taking care of this lady you know it's like where i mean somebody help this woman praying for a guy yesterday and a dude jumps out right behind me and starts doing kung fu just missing the back of my head by like a couple of inches and, you, and darren you could tell listen he's not there his eyes are so glazed over and he's so gone he's not even there and the guy's just like having a full-on like so psychosis experience and and let's just be honest a lot of people on a lot of drugs with a lot of weapons and so just because of that like uh you know charlie wanted to invite you know the nations down <laughs> i was like dude i was like i don't want to be responsible for you know anyone you know you know I, the, my worst nightmare would be just to see somebody you know just blowing their shofar and all of a sudden you know a pipe or something so i just didn't want to be responsible for that I, I, that would just not be a good deal and so i was like dude I, no i think i think we need to keep it like so it's like just so everyone knows i was the bad guy charlie wanted everyone down there and i was like no i, I was like you know i'm kind of like the like the more the past charles the prophet he's like let's get a jesus mob i was like i don't think i don't know if a jesus mob is the best approach you know but like my point is this we can sit back and we can criticize and, and it costs us nothing, um, but it does a lot of damage. Or if your city is under attack, you can go into your city. And I also want to just want to say this. Uh, so we weren't the first guys in there. 
Uh, Bethel sent in a team. Sifan sent a team. David was in there night after night after night listening, building relationships. David was in there working with the Bethel team to see. There was so much groundwork that went in, right? So it's not like, um, you know, so I just want to say it. There's so many uh, pastors that I know that just prayer walk through there. So many intercessors in the area. This Friday, uh, 12 hours of worship and prayer that Michael Lighty and, and numerous churches are doing 12 hours of worship and prayer down there in, in what was CHOP, you know. And so I just want to say, like, there's been so much that's going on. But if, if, if there's chaos in your city, what the chaos needs are some ghostbusters, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and crazy, crazy creepy powers. And, and you're a ghostbuster, you know? And so, um, uh, uh, so who are you going to call, you know? And so I, I, we really hope that this is just inspirational. We're certainly not saying, like, we're the only one. Like, there's so many believers that are doing so many things. And so many believers that we met that were camping there yeah. that didn't even believe in the agenda, yet God had called them uh, to actually live there. And to actually intercede there. And, uh, and I feel like that's important, that's important to say. It's important that believers, that we're not just getting caught up in, in this political kind of thing. We're supposed to be sons and daughters of righteousness, uh, of, of the light, that we're bringing the light into, into the darkness. And I just want to say it's such an honor you know, uh, uh, to, that, that, that how, how God spoke to Charlie. It's so cool. I mean, just this story. God spoke to Charlie. Charlie called up his, his buddies like at the last second, decided to come to Seattle. David was already on the front lines. The Lord spoke to David, said, Charlie's coming. Prepare the ground for Charlie. Didn't even know that he was coming. You guys came in and got to be a part of the, the final three days of CHOP. And you got to see the before and the after. And that is not coincidental. So I just wanted to, again, thank you guys for just being obedient. I know the cost was extraordinary. I know that you guys all, all except for David, all have wives and children. And I know it must have been uh, tearing, terrifying for your wives to be watching the news and be hearing of the shootings, knowing that you were there that night. You know, and I just want to thank you for being willing to come to our city and to sow into our city. And David, just wanted to thank you for just being so obedient, like your whole thing is like you're in the school of obedience right now, you know, and it, it's so cool to see what you were able to do and the relationships you were able to build, and I'm so inspired by you, David, and, and so yeah, guys. And, and I think one other thing, um, Darren, that we need to say, and those that are watching that are being inspired by what we're doing and what, what has been done, I just want to say to you that there is an approach in a way that you can reach into these people's hearts because we watch like some people literally being dragged out of CHOP for, you know, the way that they were trying to attempt to minister. That's right. And, and I'm telling you that the Bible says that the love of God draws a man to repentance and love literally dismantles hate. It dismantles darkness. And so when you go into that place and you show compassion, you show love, it dismantles all those walls and then that's when the gospel can go in and pierce on, people's hearts on. and so if you're thinking about maybe going into a place that is dark in your city go in there with the love of jesus go in there with the compassion of the lord and see that person through the eyes of jesus see them as a lost sheep and you will treat them much differently than you know the way that religion and tradition is taught uh, the church to to treat people that are you know living in the world.
Yeah, and if, if you didn't see the very first video that we did of, of going in on the very first night, this is actually amazing. Um, this is a great way for us to go out. Um, we actually got to meet an underground independent media outfit that's been in the CHOP district. They have hidden cameras uh, in strategic locations throughout CHOP. And, uh, and, we, and we got to meet them today. Charlie got to meet them. Charlie didn't even know that he was live. Uh, some, uh, do you want to tell that story? Yeah, so I just walked up to these guys and I asked them, you know, what, you know I'd, I'd just seen them filming. They seemed like an independent crew. So I just started chatting with them. I didn't even know that they were filming when I'm talking to them. And I just started telling them, hey, this is what we've been doing. And started telling them, you know, some of the stuff that had been transpiring. And he says, oh, he goes, oh, dude, I know, I know who you are. <laughs> and I know all the guys that have been with you. We actually thought you were a part of like a, uh, a certain militant group that was coming in. A white supremacist yeah, group. Yeah, a white supremacist group, which he said, because you guys look so fit. And I, and I was like, oh, thank you so much. I, I didn't know I was, you know, it could kind of boost my esteem. But anyways, <laughs> so, so I said, no, 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 we're just here. We were here to share the love of Jesus. And he said, oh, no, we know who you were. You, you guys were like the Jesus people. We knew exactly who you were. That's so awesome. Man. They were watching us that night walk up. We were so naive. We had no idea what we were walking up. The David knew what was up. But the appearance of it, these seven guys, these seven white guys that look like cops, and we're walking up through the street, and they're watching us on cameras. They think we're about to get our butts kicked. And instead, they watch as the Holy Spirit takes us right to the leader of Chalk. And, and as we begin prophetically ministering to him, and that sets up the rest of the three days where a bunch of guys, it, you got to go back and you got to watch. If you didn't watch the very first uh, night of testimonies, go watch because you'll hear the story of a group of guys that go up to start uh, interrogating Alex Parkinson and Charlie because they think that we're the Proud Boys. And the leader uh, just so happened to be there, came to their defense and said, these are not the Proud Boys. Uh, these are the Jesus people, and they are cool. They're legit. They can be here. They're praying for people. And, um, and, and anyways, a gal sent Charlie a friend request, and she was on the front line, and she was watching the broadcast, and, and, and she sent you the broadcast. There were over a 1,000 people um, watching this interview between Charlie and this media guy as he's talking about us going up and them watching us on the what a way to end the week I mean that was such an awesome way to end the week yeah. like again everything it was just so divine appointment after divine appointment after divine appointment and um, just knowing that the testimonies were going forth and people began to recognize who we were and what we were doing there was just such an incredible uh, thing and this has been so amazing so amazing and so thank you all for praying for us and it, we thank you so much for praying for us and uh, yeah it's it's until next time come on because there's going to be a next time you couldn't have planned a better a better four days yeah you couldn't have planned it it, it had to have been god awesome you guys aaron love you you are the aaron packard you're the Darren Stott, we've been, man. We've been friends on Facebook for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, we finally met, man. Yeah, and Come I'm on. like, you're, you're the Aaron Pat. Oh, now I know who you are. Jeremiah, I love you, buddy. 
Thanks for coming to Seattle, man. All the way from Texas. David Kusick. Everybody, Charlie Champ. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, Love man, you, man. Yeah, yeah. Until awesome. next time. Until next time. Peace out, guys. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks guys.